guy. Derek. We're back. We are back. Guess who's back? We're back, back again. again. Yeah, absolutely. We took a little bit of a hiatus. And when I say a little bit, I mean, it literally has been like six weeks again, hasn't it? Yeah, we're going to call this uh, the beginning of season two. Um, we totally planned this. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did um, one post-Christmas, right? I think we did one in maybe January. So it might not have been a full six weeks, but uh, regardlessly, here we are. Here we are. Cheers to that. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways we could go with um, with the, the next upcoming conversation, but um, I think uh, I think you know Super Bowl tomorrow. Let's timestamp this. Yes, Super Bowl is tomorrow. Super Bowl Sunday, 2023. Kansas City Chiefs versus Philadelphia Eagles. And we're an hour outside of Philly, and I thought it'd be a lot more in the air than it has been. You see people wearing jerseys and hoodies and stuff, but you see that you're around here. I felt the flavor this week leading up to Super Bowl was going to be like night and day here. But we went out today, you know, took the girls, and we were went to the mall and everything. And I thought you'd see a lot more, but... Um, I think it's uh, one of those kind of scenarios where um, Eagle, the Eagles fandom is all already... Always on full tilt. It, oh, they're on eleven. So, like, yeah, it, they're always on eleven. Which, I mean, great fan base if you're an Eagles player and you're winning. Um, but um, so when they're always on eleven, and then a big week like these past two weeks come up or the big game, I mean, you know, it's not as noticeable because we're just used to seeing it all the time. I think that but, might have, probably has something to do with it. But you would think with it being Super Bowl, they turn it up just a little bit more. I can. I definitely. I definitely know what you're saying. What's interesting though is I've seen plenty of interviews of current and former NFL players, and they've asked them before, like, "Where is the worst place to play?" And the like overlapping theme is Philly. Oh yeah, Philadelphia for sure. I mean, hell, Pat, Pat McAfee tells a great story about like when he comes back from his uh, suspension, and yes. comes, <laughs> which I mean that was that's a good story about Philly fans. But I mean, you see the videos of, but even like. It's so crazy to think that you win a Super Bowl and you know there's going to be rioting and cars burning and stuff, you know, Sunday night here. The funny thing is, um, that's going to happen if they lose, dude. So I know. It's either way, like, just get ready. Right now, that city's fucked either way. So I've never understood that. I mean, I can see, like, you just, you're excited. You just won. But it's not just, you know, Philly. I mean, take it for what it is. It's soccer fans over in France, whatever. Think about South America, too. Like, you win a massive game. So they riot and burn the city. Well, oh well. You won the Super Bowl. I mean, still burn some cars. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, hey, I am a Bengals fan, which I mean, I'm still salty, but um, I have not seen a Super Bowl. I have not seen a Super Bowl victory for the Bengals. They they don't have one. Yeah, I would. I would go crazy if I if I got one. If I if I got to see my team win one. If you were at home. Would you go crazy enough where you would start throwing stuff? Start like at my house. From, well, just assume that you wouldn't just be sitting at home. If your team is in the Super Bowl, you're probably downtown. You're probably out. I don't care where you are. Right? Oh, you back home in Ohio? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I should have clarified. Yeah. So you're back home. Your team is in the Super Bowl. They just won. You're out at Hooters or you know Buffalo Wild Wings, whatever, right? Probably then, Roosters. Boom. The alcohol sets in. You just won. Are you that guy hanging from a light pole? 
I mean, we won a Super Bowl, and I've got a couple of uh, these glasses in me, or you yeah. know, maybe a few, yeah. or five, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the number is, but and we went to a Super Bowl, something that's never happened in history before. I could it it could happen. It could totally happen. So, um, we, I mean, we were in the Super Bowl last year, and I don't know how I would have shown up to work the following day yeah. if we had won. But even in the fact that you were in the Super Bowl, you know. I guess for me, it's just I have never been so married to a team before where I'm willing to risk that. I have my teams. They've all won. But I can't think to like Tampa Bay Lightning wins the Stanley Cup again that I'm freaking... Okay. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's only like, what, about to be our fourth time in a row showing up. No, uh, I can't imagine me being down at Bayshore just throwing stuff, you know, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's mob mentality at the end of the day, right? On mob mentality, yeah, that's true. Well, it takes one person to throw a rock; everyone's throwing rocks. Yeah, it'd be interesting. How about the stuff leading up to the Super Bowl? Have you seen? Um, obviously, they've already been plagued with some injuries, but have you seen Kansas City's latest report that there's a flu-like illness going around the locker room? That, that, there always seems to be reports of that coming into like big games like this, like, oh, one team's getting sick or whatever. I think it's probably like two people that have probably gotten sick. If I, if I, I haven't like, I haven't gone on a deep dive to see who's getting sick or how many people have gotten sick. Yeah. But um, I mean, it, it plays into the hype of it though, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, cause Kansas city already has a injuries. decent amount of injuries going into this game. Split no, into receivers. Yeah. Yeah. no receivers. No uh, receivers. Mahomes knee still bummed. Right. But now ankle. it's at the ankle. flu. It's ankle. His ankle, but what's had yeah. the flu now, and people with yeah. you know puking and fever, and yeah. But I mean, it's famous, like uh, NBA, the Jordan flu game. To be fair, that's like the only known occasion where like oh, a flu game has happened. And every, every time, every time that I can think of, every time somebody gets sick, they're like oh, and, they, and they're playing, they're like oh, is this going to be his flu game, and then they lose. However, have you seen the Last Dance? No, I still haven't watched that. Dude, it's amazing. But if my memory serves me right, he didn't have the flu. He ate a bad pizza. He had a pizza delivered to his hotel room, and he ate it, and he got food poisoning. But everyone says he had the flu. If I remember correctly, from that, it, like, it's been like three years ago since I've seen it. Phenomenal oh. documentary, by the way. So, okay, so he was crapping his pants a bunch. I mean, he was definitely sick. He was puking. This is why we need a Google person, man. <laughs> and I have someone in mind. Who? We'll talk offline. Okay. I don't know. I, I figured for him just to sit here and just crunch on the computer. I mean, I'm just imagining right now Jordan in the locker room just sitting back there. There he is. The fact that you already have that one on standby. <laughs> I might have. I might have led us into that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good for you. So, um, in, in, in our in our break of doing podcast, uh, I've become a little bit more technical savvy with uh, with these things. We have some sound bites now, so that way we can maybe add a little bit of humor into this. And uh, I had to, I had to lead us into one. So, but yeah, I mean, that sounded like a Rick and Morty fart. Man, have you heard the drama around Rick and Morty? No, I forget. Are you a fan or not? I don't remember. Oh yeah, I like Rick and Morty. The guy, um, oh my god, what's his name? The guy that does the voice of Rick and Morty, Justin. Um, see, we need a Google guy. Anyway, 
Yeah, he uh, just got arrested for like a domestic altercation, and he was fired from the show. Crazy. Apparently, they say though that uh, the show still will go on. They have other people ready to do the voices, but you can just do his voice. You got to think voice impersonators. I I don't know. It's always gonna be different though. Oh, it's going to be different. Absolutely. Like just the, like the delivery and everything is gonna be different. Yeah. Oh well. What else, man? We got. Oh, we have so. What? What are we saying? I was just going to say, I feel like we have so much to talk about since we have been offline for six weeks, but this fight right now, dude, oh Rodriguez is, oh my, well, he's just, how do you stop the fight at 59 because seconds Because he wasn't defending himself. I mean. So we're also watching the prelims for the Vulcan, for the uh, Volk main card on uh, UFC, dude. and uh, we just watched this guy just beat the brakes off somebody in the corner. A spinning the back kick, dude. So we might just randomly start illegally announcing the fights. <laughs> I mean, it already happened, right? So it's not illegal. Uh, fair I don't know. Anyway, I don't know the law on that one. What were we talking about? Just in general, like the whole sports lead up to this weekend. And or, do you I'm ha- sorry, we- do you have a pick for the game? Philly. I just think Philly's a better team. I didn't watch a lot of NFL this year, unfortunately. But if, for what I saw, at least in the little bit I did follow, yeah, I mean, they're the better team. I would say they were the best team in the NFL. And they just kind of like cruised at that, that level. They had a couple losses. They dipped down a little bit, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, they stayed on top. I, I, I think I'm going to have to agree with the Philadelphia prediction. Um, I think the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to be on a semi bomb ankle, the fact that his, you know, his receiving core is going to be, you know, depleted and Philadelphia's defense is no slouch at all. They have a very good defense and they have a very high uh, octane offense. Um, I, I, I think the Eagles definitely win. However, if they were to fuck it up, where they'll fuck it up is with their new head coach. If somebody's going to fuck it up, it's going to be their new head coach because Jalen Hurts has played in big time games in college. He under he he's played under pressure before. But to even just go back one thought real quick, we've seen Mahomes crumble at a Super Bowl already when the pressure's on him. So now add an in injury, add in he doesn't have his receivers, and now add in probably the idea of we watched them lose a Super Bowl to Tampa by putting pressure on him. Get him out of the pocket and just attack him. And then that's all Tampa did. And then he couldn't. He, he, I mean, he, you're that at the year, Super Bowl that year. Kansas City's offensive line was atrocious. Which I mean, the, the Joe Burrow unfortunately has been falling victim to the past two seasons, and has kept him from uh, a Super Bowl victory um, the past two years. But um, luckily, Patrick Mahomes is typically able to thrive in that sort of scenario. But I but as I stated, if there is an advantage that Kansas City has, it's the coaching. I think that um, Kansas City's coaching staff would be able to find a way to score some points, and they're smart enough with, between Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy on the like those two offensive minds. You give them two weeks to prepare for a defense; they're going to have something up their sleeve. Um, so I think they, I think they're still able to keep it close, and if they do win, it's going to be because of Andy Reid. 
and maybe because Nick Sirianni shits down his leg. That that's going to be the key for if the if the Chiefs win, in my opinion. I'm sure in the past few weeks you've seen this unfolding. Do you buy this or sell it? The NFL is fixed. You've seen all this. You know they get the uh, the schedule, and then attached to the schedule is the uh, whatever they called it, the outline or the, the script, the script, if you will. The yeah. Script. Um, I mean, like no, even um, uh, Foster came out. I was like, "Yep, we would get a script every year." I was like, "What?" I'm not buying it. As as funny as it is to, and as much as it's convenient to maybe throw it around when you feel like your team got screwed, which I do. I definitely, I feel like my team got screwed in the AFC Championship game. There's a script. How many of those flags as were thrown in? The refs are obviously on one side, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I just think it's just bad ref, either bad refereeing or the ref, or we know this has happened. Ref, the referees might be crooked. Um, I'm not saying that happened. I just think I, I'm on the side of things of just the referees were just bad. They I mean, had a bad, they, they refed the game poorly. This has probably been like 10 years ago. I looked into it, but we got into a pretty big debate once about how much do refs make. And everyone thinks that they make a ton of money. Yeah, and they, I was they, on they the have... mindset that they don't make a ton of money, but come to find out they actually pay the NFL refs a fair salary because they don't want to risk them being able to be bought. Cause these franchises are billion dollar corporations. Well, Help so me. Washington Commanders are for are for sale right now, and the I think the price that the owner the the owner wants is what, what was it seven billion dollars is what he wants, and I think the highest bid up till now has been like six point three billion, and he's holding out for seven billion. Dumb. That's a bad Billions. investment. And and that's the Washington Commanders. Well, they. It's only gone up. He bought the he bought the team. I, I forget the exact number. In 1999, he bought the team for 850 million dollars. I think it was. Now he's going to sell it for seven billion with a B. With a B billion. I wouldn't argue. But I'm saying it's that a bad I investment wouldn't. because I mean it's funny. It's the Washington Redskins, and then there's so much hype around being politically correct, which that's a whole another story. But no, it's the Washington Redskins. There's all right. this political correctness, so let's go ahead and change the name. They change the name, try to remold the franchise. Obviously, their dedicated fan base is still the, the fan base, but you're not getting any new fans on because you changed the name to the, the Commanders now. In fact, I know a lot of the fans are like, yes, yeah, the dumbest name in the world. They don't have a logo. They don't have an identity. And so now he goes, yeah, we had a terrible season for sale. I did that on accident. That's the all-time backfire right there. Uh, that's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you you don't have an identity, and so what do you do? Oh, cash out. Oh, well. I don't have $7 billion. I don't, Hell no. Um, you know what's crazy to think about is the idea of everyday numbers and how to quantify it. So do you know the real difference between a million and a billion? We've talked about this on, on the show before. Have we? Yeah. I thought about it again the other day because just to put that in perspective of like flying from here to Saturn and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> How far is that? So when you put in that perspective of like seconds and to know a million seconds is 12 days, a billion seconds is 33 years. It upsets me because on my 33rd birthday this year, I was going to say, hey, I'm a billion seconds old and I... Woke up the next day. I was like, "Damn it! I never said that." I'm a billion seconds old. 
old as man, old as dirt, man. Almost. But then you think like Bezos. We've talked about this. Goodbye. Yeah, the entire NFL and still be like the fifth richest person, you know. Bezos was uh, Bezos was rumored to be buying the commanders. Don't do it. <laughs> Call him the uh, the prime. Washington Amazon Primes. Yeah. The Washington, Washington Prime, man. Yeah. The Washington Prime Delivery Service. Yeah. Um we've also had some uh I, I think China's trying to throw us a birthday party or something. They've been sending us some balloons. Yeah, let's take a right turn. How crazy is that <laughs> as of today, in the last seven days, F twenty twos have finally been getting some action and they've shot down three balloons. So I I heard today the one they shot down today it was an unidentified object. They claim that, and so they want for sure. But it's all the same. They but said in, the same thing about the one in Alaska too. But until now, it's a UFO, which means Ooh. I'm looking for any and every excuse right now. I see it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new toy. I have to play with it. <laughs> I love it because this goes down the whole idea of are UFOs real? So what are they? Are they actual like, you know, foreign, alien, very intelligent beings? Or is this advanced drone technology? But then it's like, well, as much as we think this is the most advanced drone technology, we're shooting down fucking balloons right now. We went back to World War One. Yeah, it's balloons. How effective is that, though? The, the fact that we had one that flew completely over Canada, and it had to go to Montana until some yahoo out in his front yard looked up and goes, what the hell is that? And zoomed in on it, and then it got national news. So I think... I, I actually started thinking about this tonight. I'm wondering if the purpose of these balloons is to test military reaction. Uh, it's everything, yes. Yeah, t- test how we react. And once we ident- once it was identified on Montana, I don't. I think the reason we didn't shoot it down was because there was not really any gar- way to guarantee it wasn't the wreckage wouldn't fall on somebody. I mean, that's what General Miley said as well as being the Secretary of Defense. I heard I read an article that he advised the president, "Don't shoot it down because the debris could cause catastrophic damage to like civilizations, sure, uh, residential areas, whatever." Man, yeah, but at the same time, you know how much empty space there is in freaking Montana or Missouri. Yeah, There's a lot of take that chance because that thing just floated over the entire continental and U.S. And it's not like they can't track exactly where it's at. No. How so, crazy is that? But it's like, even then, I was like, okay, and I've heard all arguments, and I'm going to stay out of this because I don't know where I'm going to cross the line and not on like sure. my perspective on it. So the only thing I have on this is it's so crazy that we're in 2023. We literally think that aliens are real to the point of like, we don't know if these things are drone you know, the, the tic-tac video. What is this? Is this an alien or is this the most advanced drone technology we've ever seen? And here we are. The reality is there's balloons above us. Huge balloons, by the way. They're like 200 feet tall. Helium balloons, though. Yeah, they're massive. And it's crazy. I think the most advanced aircraft that we have in F-22 is popping balloons. That we know about, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy to think about. Crazy to think that uh, the balloon is 200 feet tall. Apparently, the structure underneath it's about the size of a school bus. This is all open source stuff that I was reading. That it can go up to like 120 feet, they think, or 120,000 feet, excuse me. And then I guess where we pop that first one is around like 65,000. But it's a uh, pretty crazy 
that like well, we're living in a weird ass time. And it's just so num- it's just so numb to us. They're like, yeah, okay, I guess China's throwing balloons no. at us, but it's like there's another balloon. Bro, but is this not like a precursor to war? Is this just them messing around? Is this like I don't know. We have balloons too. Who doesn't have a balloon? <laughs> I can go to fucking Walmart, you get a balloon. Pennywise had a balloon, you know? Pennywise had a bunch of balloons, man. Yeah. So it's like that, that dude's uh, fucking creepy, by the way. So crazy that in twenty twenty three it's balloons. I yeah, know. I don't think I had. I don't think I, I would have guessed that a uh, balloon would be like would make this big news. But that's what's insane is it's not just one. Now it's three, three and seven days. And it's like, well, how long is there? There's how no long way. Going on, right? Exactly. There's no way that they just walked out last week and went, "Let's let some balloons go." Like this has been going on a while. So where are they coming from? Yeah. yeah. Where like where are they getting launched at? And how are they? And how are they directing them to where they're going? I think it literally is luck of the draw. I've so I am a huge believer that we hear me out on this one should make balloons illegal because where do balloons end up in the ocean? Yeah, or in our woods. Mm-hmm. I've been in the middle of nowhere, man, absolutely nowhere for tens, if not you know tens of miles around in every direction. There's nothing, and you look up in trees and there's freaking balloons. You know, so I was in England and I was walking around actually looking for someone uh, hiding in the woods and I kind of knew the general area they were in. So I just kept combing back and forth in this tree line and I look up like, what the hell is that? And I look and there's some balloons up in the tree and they had popped and I looked on the ground and apparently the like uh, string that they were tied up with had shredded. I look on the ground and there is this weight and it had a note on it and I was like, oh, okay. And so I pick it up and I start reading it and dude, it was so sad. Some little girl wrote her deceased father a letter saying that how much she missed him and that the family's never been the same and that she just wants nothing but to talk to him. And one, one, I started reading it and I got about halfway through. I'm like, I shouldn't be reading this. So I stopped and I just politely folded the paper up and put that in my pocket. But the rest of it, I started climbing this fucking tree to get all the balloons down. And so as much as I'm like kind of like sad in that moment, while I'm climbing this tree to pull these balloons down, I'm like now pissed off because it's like, man, this is just trash. I get it. The sentiment of you going out and letting it go to heaven, right? Or whatever. But it's like, at the end of the day, it ends up somewhere like balloons. They end up in the ocean. They end up in our trees. Like for what? Just for a little bit of enjoyment. And I get it when I, yes, it's a balloon and I'm getting all hyped up about this, but I find them everywhere, man. I found them in my backyard before, but yeah. So now guess what we have? Chinese balloons ending up in our backyard. Chinese balloons. Yeah. China. That's the sound bite you need. I do need to get that one. Yeah. Especially, I, I, feel, I should have had the fourth uh, the fourth thought on that one. I feel the idea of China is not going to go away anytime soon. No. <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, write that down. I'll, I'll jot that China. down. Uh, and uh, I will add that to the soundboard list. China. I've, only, I've got like 15 of them on here. <laughs> I've just been going. It just went through searching YouTube videos of just people saying dumb shit. I have a new segment we should talk about. A new segment? Yeah. So, we've already alluded to this a hundred times over, but let's just make it a formal thing. 
I am from apparently the craziest place in the United States, Florida. So we should have a segment about a Florida story or Florida man or something because every time I'm at work, it's now clicking in a, one of the guys I work with uh, in his head that I'm from Florida and he has all these crazy questions, right? And to me, they're not, I'm just like, that's the dumbest question I've ever heard. But to him, he's from Michigan and for me to try to explain to him that an alligator, like, I don't know, seven, eight, I don't how however long it doesn't matter. So you can take an eight foot long alligator. That's just a lizard that lives in the water. So do lizards climb? So the other day I was telling him that yes, alligators will climb chain link fences, man. Yeah, they and will. to see it clicking in his head, like he's from Michigan, he doesn't know this stuff. And I'm like, that's yeah, of course, dude. And he just looks at me like, no way. So I'm pulling up fucking YouTube, and I'm like, I'm starting to think he always thinks I lie. But how many times I'm like, I don't fucking lie, dude. I don't need to lie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is Florida. Like what? Yeah, of course, alligators will climb a fence, or they're in every single body of water. Doesn't matter. You thought you were safe going to Disney World? You want your kid play in that pond? Next nope. thing you know, you go home and, and without a son because your five-year-old son was eaten by a fucking alligator. Yeah. That happened. It changed my whole perspective about kids around water. So we should have a Florida segment. I should have like preemptively found some uh, news articles or something. But I'll just tell you one, and then you can look it up on your own, whoever's listening. So I was thinking we also do a segment semi-similar, just like and I and I already kind of ruined the uh, soundbite, but um, like either like stupid shit, like like idiot of the show or something like that, or something along those lines. I'm sure a lot of that would be from Florida, but something along the lines of what you were already saying. One of my favorite podcasts that I listened to, uh, one of the greatest surfers to ever bless us on this earth. His name was Duke, and uh, the Duke, if you will, and so. If you are a complete asshole and you're surfing, you're called a kook. So at the end of every segment, they do a duke and a kook. So who's the duke? Who's the duke who helps surfing? Who's in the news this week or month for surfing? Who's the one that is the ambassador for us this week? And then they have who's the complete absolute kook? So I love that at the end of it, they're always like, hey, I got a duke and a kook for you. And they're like, yeah, let's well, hear it. Hey, the duke this week was, you know, whoever. The kook is this asshole who did this. Watch the video. So anyway, so we could do something like that. Yeah. We got we to come up with a fun little name for it. Uh, yeah. I literally thought the other day. If anybody has any recommendations for a fun name, let us know. I was driving down the road, and I literally started thinking, I should start my own podcast just about Florida. <laughs> just Florida stories. I lived in Florida too, dude. Yeah. Literally, like, think of the stuff that we're just okay with. I mean, my dad, when we lived in Florida, he used to uh, call Florida the island of the misfit toys because you just have, it's just such a melting pot of the United States. It's just like everybody that either wants, it's either retiring there or they didn't really have anywhere else to go and they went to Florida. My mom who moved to Florida, I think when she was like 19 from Michigan, she got pretty bitter at the end and she was saying that, uh, Florida's a cesspool. All the shit runs downhill. <laughs> and you're like, that's pretty freaking accurate, though. <laughs> it's it's accurate. Like literally the reservoir of just shit. It's hilarious, though. Like, uh, I had, I have one story in my mind. 
I'm from Central Florida, the swamp. There is a lot of alligators and crackheads, and those two make some of the best stories. And intertwine the two, mix them together. It's the best story. Throw them together, and you get you get Florida man. I believe it was my sophomore year, so we had a crackhead who uh, some cops. I think we're trying to pull him over or something. I don't remember the whole story, so we're gonna have to look this one up. But this the gist of it is: this happened in my hometown. This guy's high on meth. He runs from the cops. He ditches his car. And he thought in his mind to get away from the cops, I'm going to jump into this lake. And so he jumps into a lake uh, on South Florida Avenue. It's actually right outside of Christina, if I remember correctly. I'm I'm shaking my head already right now. And he jumps in the water to evade the police. And while he's in the water, it's like 2 in the morning, he gets attacked by an alligator. So now he's freaking out, panicking because he's being eaten by this alligator. So the cops are there. They shoot the alligator, kill it. He gets out of the water, and he then still tries to resist the cops, and they arrest him. The mind of a crackhead. You can't make this up. <laughs> it's Florida. So every time he asks me, he's like, hey, tell me a Florida story. I'm like, bro, which one? <laughs> Just Google it, bro. Just Google it. Just Google Florida this week. Apparently, if you type in on Google, and I'm, I hate that I've said their name like four times already, but if you type your name into that search engine and you put your, not your name, excuse me, your birth date and put Florida man, you find the story that happened on your birthday in Florida. Good stuff. I've seen. I've I've done that. I forget which story was mine, but I've done it before. I should do it while we're waiting, just for this guy to get knocked out, <laughs> dude. Round one. Uh-huh. Dude, what a what a name, Bagdazarian. I think his name is. Yeah. yeah. It's all. I mean, it's almost Baghdad shit. He's got to be from the Middle East. I didn't see what his uh, what nation what his nationality was. Do you think cauliflower ear looks cool? Do I think it looks cool? Yeah, I know some some people that wear it as like a badge to, of honor. I'm like that's I, so fucking cool. Um, I think if you're like, I mean, if you're like um, Michael Chandler, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends. I don't know. I think it depends on the person. But then you get like Steve-O who's trying to get it right now and he has all these videos of him like he had Chuck Waddell hitting a golf ball off his ear and stuff. He's just trying to get cauliflower ear. He had John Jones. He put his ear between two 45-pound plates and he had John Jones just sit there punching the plates. Yeah, that's that's different. <laughs> that's not... Because like, that's not earning it. No, exactly, right. That's not earning it. Like These guys, they earn that cauliflower ear. I don't know. I like it. Like, I haven't had it yet. Like my ear hasn't popped, if you will, and you know, flooded. But my ear for like the last like three months, man. Last night, Lauren grabbed it, and I've almost like screamed. It hurts so bad. It's not feeling good. <laughs> I was like, what? And she's like, what? I'm like, my fucking ear. She's like, what about it? Damn. Well, he just got kicked in the oh, nuts. Yeah, he did. Damn. He's saying, no, no, I didn't. Well, if, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> did. And guess but, what? It's all on video. Oh, and he's leaking out his nose bad, too. I know. So that's the thing is he's using this as a break, right? So we'll see. Did he actually do it? Or was it more of like a... He caught him on there. Yeah. I think his might have caught him. Yeah, he got the tip. Dude, that dude's nose is gushing. Yeah, he's... Oh, yeah, he got him good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That was square on the fucking nads. I mean, I'm hurting right now. I just watched it. <laughs> yeah. So, 
but he's also milking it, right? But what, oh, he's um, absolutely milking it. But I mean, you take a kick like that to the nuts. I mean, yeah, I think rightfully so. You're going to take a, a minute or two. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely try. I wonder if you could call a fight like the fight's done because he just got kicked. Dude, look how much blood just dripping. So much blood coming out of his nose. Love it. Because I love that he's not even worried about it. But if this is like soccer, he would be dead like in the morgue right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I mean, that that was a fierce kick too, so. Yeah. Um, Man, I feel like there's so much I wanted to cover. I, 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 I feel like I'm forgetting a lot of things. I definitely am. Can I just give we a to, crazy we, story real quick? Yeah, sure. But real quick, we need to like make this a live thing so people can actually tune in and like comment and stuff. So we can I mean, just do that more. Hard, even on like my Instagram or something. So just like we get live. Totally, I can very easily make make us live on Facebook. I've done it before. Yeah, I think we're gonna start doing that next next time. Yeah, we need to do like a hey, we're going live tonight. See who would join in or who wouldn't. Yeah. Um, anyway, your wild story. Yeah, no, it's just uh, just something that I've. It's amazing. So, obviously, I care about surfing. It's been a big part of my life, and I think my escape, if you will, sometimes just to sit out in the water. So, one of the greatest watersmen, watermen ever, or a surfer, his name was Eddie Ical, and he was the first North Shore lifeguard. So when the North Shore back in the 70s, you're talking like before leashes were a thing or the boards were way different. These guys are out there surfing 30, 40 foot waves. And Eddie was the first North Shore lifeguard. So selflessly, he would literally jump in and save surfers who are in 30, 40 foot waves. And he would save them. And he just did it because he cared. So to become a true Polynesian, uh, he decided his family was doing the voyage from, I believe it was from Hawaii to Tahiti, if I remember correctly. But on the first night, their canoe was taking on too much water, and he said, I'm going to go get help. So it, it was estimated, I think it was like eight miles off of Hawaii when this was all happening. So he said, I'm going, and I'm going to get help. And there's a great 30 for 30 about this. So he jumps in the water, and Eddie was never seen again. So it took a while, you know, I think it was 19, if I, I need to fact check, it was 1976 or 78 that, that he passed away. So 1985, um, his family got together and started the foundation and they have a surfing contest called the Eddie. And in order for the Eddie to happen, I think it has to be minimum 40 foot waves. I think I'm getting this right. I think it's minimum 30 foot. Anyway, so uh, since 1985, they've only ran it nine times. And just last month, they ran it. They had an amazing swell. They actually called one off. It was a good-looking swell. It was showing up. And they said, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. And the day freaking before that night, uh, his brother got on and said, hey, we're canceling it. We see a better swell happening in seven days. So it was like January 22nd. And it was a Sunday. And my wife was like, hey, what are you, what are you doing today with the girls? I'm like, absolutely fucking nothing. The last time this happened was in 2016. And I was like, um, I'm part. It's been seven years, so so they're able to they're able to predict those swells that far out. We have the technology now with satellites and buoys that we have a ten day forecast that is extremely accurate up to probably that eight or ninth day. Yes. All right. Cool. How amazing is that? 
technology, man. <laughs> you know, like satellites yeah, we're dealing, yeah, and we're dealing, movies. Yeah, we're dealing with balloons. And here we are dealing with balloons. <laughs> so the last time that Eddie went was we were there that December in 2015, and we were on the North Shore, and they were looting. It was going to happen. And we were even talking about extending our stay and all this, and it was just on a big if. And so we decided no, and we left. And not only freaking eight days later, they ran the Eddie. And this is something as a kid, dude, I would just like dream that I was there watching it. So 2016, January 2016, they ran it. So it's been seven years. So they went ahead in a January 20, January 22nd this year. So I parked my ass on this couch and watched every second of it. And the guy who won it this year was a walk on. You have to be invited. It's an invite only the best surfers in the world. And that morning, three people, damn dude, look at that. Three people pretty much call. Oh my God, is it happening? He's going to sleep. He's about to go to sleep, I think. And this is the argument of the break, right? He took, damn. Oh, he went to sleep. He tapped. Yeah, he did. Boom. Uh, Why did you push him like that, dude? He's being an asshole. He's yeah. He's being a bit of an asshole. All yeah. right. Anyway, your story. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Someone was getting choked, and <laughs> he got submitted. Yeah. So anyway, uh, three pro surfers called out. Like Kelly Slater, the best ever. He even was like, "I'm just not feeling it today, dude." It was monstrous. You're talking thirty-five, forty-foot waves. So a North Shore lifeguard, Luke Shepardson, shows up, and they're like, hey, you're in it. And he goes, I can't be in it. I'm working today. And they said, you have a call. You're up. So he had to go to his boss and say, hey, but you know, when my heat is up, can I take a break and go surf it? And so while he was surfing it, he came back in after his heat, and he went back on the tower and was a fucking lifeguard, dude. So to get a perfect score is a 90. They only uh, score your top three waves. A perfect wave is a 30. Uh, he got an 89.2. He got two perfect waves and a, almost another perfect wave. And I'll show you these waves if you want. He's 27 years old. And he's out there, dude, surfing on a 10-foot board, 40 to 40-plus 40 foot waves. And he won. He beat the best people in the fucking world, dude. He just got randomly called up. They said, hey, just randomly, there it is, second. here's your number. So the whole big, the reason I like to bring this up now is uh, what an amazing story that this kid at a young age knew he wanted to be, that's all he wants to do is be a North Shore lifeguard. And here he is, he gets to call the most prestigious, I even said this you know, to my friends, this is the most like, or the rarest sporting event in history. Super Bowl happens every year, right? The Masters happens every year. Cool things happen while you're at these events. This has only happened nine times since 1978. Mm-hmm. 45 years, dude. I never knew about this. I didn't know this was a thing. Dude, Eddie That's is the man. And, and, and then on top of, you know, this guy being randomly called up, getting almost a perfect score, he's also a North Shore lifeguard like Eddie was. And he had to go fucking sit on the tower after his heat. Right after, yeah, right after he was done. Yes. <laughs> and he hops on the jet ski and stuff. And literally, he's like, you know, I, hey, uh, I'm actually continuing. I got another heat. Can I go back out? And they're like, yeah, but yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Like, literally, I had to get permission from his boss to go surf it. The most prestigious surfing contest, dude. So here's my question. If, when he won, 
was he standing on the was he standing on the tower or <laughs> was he at the thing? Bro, he shows up to the award ceremony because they have to announce the winner because they wouldn't tell you your scores. The the last two yeah. heats they weren't telling him because it came into your final. He was wearing his yellow shirt and red shorts. Yes, he was in uniform because he was on the fucking tower and they're like, hey, hey, you're in the top six. Come down here. He's like, what? And he goes, stands down there, and they start eliminating. All right, in uh, fifth place, we have, and he's just, they're narrowing it down. So the best surfer in the freaking world is John John Florence. So it comes down to Luke and John John, and they're standing there, and they ask the crowd, who do you think won? What's here for John John? What's here for Luke? And 30,000 people go crazy. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, you won, dude. It's got to be super emotional for him, too. And who's the guy that plays in. Um, that new show on HBO that everyone's going crazy over about the, first, I haven't seen it yet. My freaking subscription expired. I need to go What's back. What's it about? It's about the freaking plague that's going around killing everybody. Oh, um, last of us or whatever it is. Pedro Pascal. Is that his name? Yes. He's, he's Mandalorian, right? Yeah. He's yeah. The, yeah. He's the Mandalorian. This guy is his doppelganger. A hundred percent. Oh, really? Yeah, I was actually listening to this podcast about him today, and they said he should not pursue his professional surfing career. He should go to Hollywood and be a stuntman, like be a be his stunt double, ride on his coattails. Because mm-hmm. this guy's now what's Pedro, right? What is what's his name? Pedro Pascal, I think. Yes, uh, I think he, that's how you pronounce it. I'm probably butchering his last name. He hasn't been in anything. He's never been in a movie or a show that's been under like a 98 percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Everything that guy touches is gold. Including Wonder Woman 2, because that was pretty bad. He's a, I've never seen Wonder Woman, so... Yeah. Wonder Woman number two, he's the like the like one of the villains. I'm going to find this, guys. I'm pretty positive. Hold on, let me look this up, too. Yeah, see, now we're both... See, this is why we need... Alright. Are you talking about your co-worker from uh, that state whose name I would never pronounce? Mm, maybe. Starts with the letter M. Tell me that doesn't look like him. Yeah, I could totally see that. Him, him being right. a stunt double. Stunt double. Wonder Woman to cast. I guess it's Wonder Woman 1984, I guess, is the... Bro. Look, this is one of his waves. Yeah, it's Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Jeez, yeah I'd, I'd, be, I'd be dead. <laughs> Dude, that wave is all of 50 foot. Yeah, I'd be getting... I'd get my ass kicked. Because you got to think he's six foot tall. Anyway. Yep, so... Uh, so I just wanted to bring that up because, like I said, this happened while we were on our little break. And it's amazing. It is definitely one of the most rare sporting events to ever happen. So... Shout out to Luke. <laughs> it's badass. Shout out. And this just happened then. Yeah, this past January. That's awesome. Yep. I can't, I can't believe it. I mean, I guess I can't believe. Uh, not Not. I can't believe. But I'm, I'm, I find it hard to believe like that wasn't like on ESPN or something. I mean, that's it's kind of big. Yeah. Seems to me like it's kind of big, though. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I... Another soundbite. We need a huge... <laughs> huge... <laughs> It's Huge. not a promotion. It's they're good sound bites. <laughs> I I need 
Well, I asked you if you had any I should throw on, throw on I here. I didn't think of them until now. So. Didn't think of them until now? Well, yeah. if you think of more, spout them out. Also, listeners, if you think of some, let me know. I'll toss them on here. Some you think I, we could throw in at some point in time. It'd be funny. I've already got a couple of fart noises, so I don't. I don't think we need any more <laughs> fart noises. No. <laughs> I got some out, yeah. out of. I got some out of context announcer sound bites, or just you know, out of context. It sounds dirty because I'm 12. You need the Kramer. Bye 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 bye. Jim Kramer. No. Mm, no, I'm not. Okay. I don't, I'm not familiar with it. He's a guy that advises everyone to buy stocks. He has a. A button he pushes and it yells bye 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 bye. Oh, anyway. On another note, hunting season has ended. We are in a very weird lull. We're here in February, where hunting season is over and fishing hasn't quite started yet. We have not had a proper winter. We had one day of a little bit of a dusting of snow. It's been a very very light winter. Uh, it, it, we've had one or. Two little cold snaps. The coldest it's been here so far is 13 degrees. It's been windy. Which, don't get me wrong, it's cold. But, I mean, it hasn't been... We haven't had a sustained amount of... No snow. We What, Christmas Eve, there was that, like, two hours where it wasn't raining. It had snowed a little bit. Dude, that's brutal. Oh, yeah. That's brutal. So Christmas Eve, it had like a little light dusting. What's happening right now? They're showing a replay. Perhaps. That's Volk. He's about to yeah. put somebody in like a Kimura or some shit. Anyway, you uh, And then, the uh, yeah, just the other day we woke up and they're like, everything was white except for the, uh, the roads. But yeah, so we haven't had a real winter. So uh, it's been pretty mild. And then for that, our hunting season was super mild. Yeah, um, fishing might be coming sooner than what we were uh, originally expecting because of how mild everything's been. So their their activity may uh, jump up a little soon. I mean, oh, there's, there's guys that there's guys that haven't stopped fishing. Yeah, you follow the the Delaware Bass Club page or whatever. And yeah, like, people are still pulling, bringing them in. Yeah, there's a guy the other day. He freaking was like five pound. He said my first fiver, and I look at him like, dude, where are you at? I'm. It was kind of like a bridge. I saw that picture. I saw that yeah. one, you. Yeah. He had a bobber, too. I was like, what? He's probably <laughs> he's throwing, he, he was probably yeah. using a live minnow or something. Yeah, yeah, throwing shiners out. Which is fun to do sometimes. Yeah. Nothing nothing against it at all. At all. But yeah, here, I tell you, next week, there's going to be two or three days where it's going to be like six, high of 60. I just put the trolling motor on the boat, just finished installing that. So I'm I'm going to get out there for that. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll bring some stuff, for, obviously for bass, but I'll also bring some stuff for like crappie. Maybe catch a, maybe see if I can catch a couple slabs, take them home, cook them up. Maybe we'll see. One of my friends for my birthday slash Christmas bought me the uh, mystery box package, so I got three boxes of. Uh, mm. He did the largemouth only. Yeah, and it's always fun. It's definitely you They're see that. I, I, I had one. I had a. I had one for like. A year, maybe two years. They're fun to get and yeah. look at. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, the swim baits. There's you know jigs. There's lures. There's uh, I got a whopper plopper, and I was like, oh nice. And um, buzz bait. And if you're just looking at all this stuff, you're like, 
I like that they give you variety, and I'm very interested in trying some of the stuff. I have I have um, a couple of things from. I mean, I have a lot. I not just a couple of things. I have a lot of things from them sitting around like in the garage, but like my actual like active tackle box that I take with me to go fishing. I, I have a couple of things in there from that. I would love to go back to the very first place you ever took me. I'm not naming the, the, the lake and I would love to spend a whole day now that we, uh, we have a trolling motor. Cause there's no way. I don't think my boat's getting on that lake. It, it's, it would not be possible. No, there's, it's not feasible. So, uh, to spend a day and just work that entire lake because there's so many cuts in it and there's so many good points and then uh, it gets really shallow and then you know it's deep in the middle and it's like I would just love to spend a whole day on that because it's kind of untouched so I'm on the side of things we need to take a chainsaw over there and maybe make that path a little wider I'm on the side of the fence that says no because then it's going to invite more people I went there once without you, just wide enough for my boat yeah. trailer. Yeah, because I went there that one time without you when uh, I showed up. I'm like, who? I, I went early too, dude. And I was there like four thirty, dead of summer. It's daylight before five. You know, I'm there at four thirty, and there was already three kayakers on the side. And I'm like, hey, how's it going, guys? You know, what's up? Just trying to make small talk to like find out what's going on. And it was a virtual tournament that weekend, and uh, that's where they decided to go. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, we'll probably have a few more people showing up too. Damn it. So I heard it got in the water. And then I was telling you that Amish family showed up and they had probably like nine people with them in all kayaks. I'm like, at this point, I was like, dude, this lake's not big enough for this many people. Kayak fishing is exploding. Oh, it's crazy because it's so accessible. Yeah. You don't need a trailer. It's cheaper than a a boat and trailer. Yeah. And you can do any kayak. Just about anybody can do it. So, yeah. And you have a Honda Civic, put a kayak on it. Yeah, yep. It's uh, it's it's been growing. I've I've been noticing more and more kayaks. Well, it's just fun too because you can get places that you're not getting your boat. Not yeah. even you know, not even not my, my boat. boat. I, I yeah. mean, I and I don't have like a massive boat. It's a 14 foot John boat, a John boat, flat bottom, and yet you're not getting into those 12 inch flat areas. You know, that's which it sounds crazy because you should be able to. Your boat doesn't draw 12 inches, but it's like, but your motor, My us motor. in it. Yeah, like we're going to get stuck. There is another body of water here in Delaware I want to take you to. Hey, real quick, sorry. What do you think about this? The coaches for Ultimate Fighter were just announced. Oh, Michael Chandler and uh, Connor, Connor McGregor. McGregor. Dude, hey, how about Connor McGregor was dying? You see that video? I was like, man, a bunch of horse shit, and they started showing it. He was out on a bike ride, and a guy fucking smashed into him with his car on those back roads in Ireland. Almost killed him. I didn't see that. Yeah, this happened like two weeks ago. And so, dude, hear me out. You should see the video before we just talk about it. So, of course, it's Connor being super, like, emotional, you know, fast-talking. But at the end of the day, you're like, dude, he almost died. He just got hit by a car, and it shows his, his bike's kind of fucked. But he stands up, and he's like, oh, thank God, you know, he's looking out for me. It's not my day-to-day. Jiu-Jitsu saved me wrestling quick, you know, all and He's just fast talking and he pans over and he's like talking to the guy and the guy's kind of shaking and he shows, look at the blind corner here. The sun's in his eyes, all this stuff and he shows his bike again. And then it shows the next fucking clip. He's in the car with the guy. The guy's giving him a ride and it's him doing like a, like a, an interview with himself. He's like, I almost fucking died. You know, all this and He's like, Oh, just for the record, what is your name? And he shoves the phone in the guy's face. That was the other guy's driving. And I'm thinking, 
How scared is that guy? You have Conor McGregor, probably the I mean, most I, outlandish person <laughs> in the world right now. Yeah, to be fair, and I, I'll give Conor this. You know, he is outlandish, and he's a massive fight personality and everything. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive that, like, just in the everyday world, if you come across him, he's probably an awesome dude. But then you've seen where he backfires too, and I get it. He. When you're celebrity, life sucks because you have no private life. But when it shows him and his white loafers walking up to his Lamborghini yacht that he has, and he's surrounded by a bunch of guys, and he's just shoving them out of the way, it's like, I kind of get that, too. You just want privacy. But it's like, well, you do it to yourself. The person you you did bring this on to yourself. You take 15 fucking pictures of yourself with your Rolex on your, your Lamborghini yacht every day and post it. And you, so everybody knows exactly where you are every time you You like something. the attention. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, you're also the guy that threw a ladder through the window of Khabib's bus, yeah. right? So it's like, imagine being that guy driving your little freaking Fiat with Connor, which is he's monstrous now, by the way. Yeah, I couldn't believe Chandler wanted to go up a weight class. I wonder which, how much Con- Connor's over 200 right now. You think so? Oh, Jesus. Have you not um, seen him, dude? The, uh, Steroids. The, the guy that uh, Paul trains with right now, he yeah. uh, he calls him uh, he calls Michael Chandler Chandler the uh, vanilla gorilla. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. That's funny. Chandler's a big dude, too. Like He's yeah. gir- he's a girthy dude. He's not tall. He's short. But he's, he, man, that boy's thick. He's a showboater now, too, though. I like him. Yeah, I like him, too. I love him. I, 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 he is incredibly entertaining. I love his personality. I love his just attitude of I'm, we're just gonna fight. Yeah, he's raw. I love that the uh, his last no was it was two fights ago maybe. Man, who was he fighting? Um, he did the uh, the front kick. That was his last fight. That was against. Yeah, was uh, his last fight? Uh, Damn, that's been a. That that wasn't Max Holloway. That was um Tony no. Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, there Tony you go. Tony Ferguson. So, yeah, knocked him out with that front kick. Uh, anyway, so the very first thing he did after he lost his mind for a second, he goes, where's my son? And he grabbed yeah. his son and brought him into the ring and just held him. It's like... Well, because... Awesome. So, if you... I follow him on Instagram. And there's been a couple times when he's lost. He's taken videos of, like, him and his son. He's got, like, an ice mask wearing on his face because his face got fucked up and everything. And... It, I don't see it in the video, but like from that interaction, it seems like even though his son, his adopted son, who apparently, which by the way, apparently I think they just adopted a second child, which good for them, congrats, um, seems to be very worried about him. His son seems to be very worried about him. We got to think it's your dad, right? So, <laughs> so when he, he's so almost just died <laughs> when, he, when he. So when he did that, I don't know if you caught it. But when he finally got a hold of him, he was saying, "Hey, I'm okay. I'm okay. Look, I'm okay." So, like that 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 tells me, like his son probably has had probably cried his eyes out a few times over his dad getting fucked up. Yeah, because you know that's ha- as much as I love the way he fights and how he's not scared to get in there and take some shots. You got to think to a family member that's got to be horrifying, especially a young son who thinks his dad's the king of the world. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I love the idea that everyone thinks that they can be a fighter. Especially you watch a UFC event, you're at Buffalo Wild Wings with your friends, and you're we're all armchair quarterback. And oh no, what, what is he doing, pulling guard? And, all, right, and everyone, yeah. and so everyone's like, right now. 
everyone's hyped up a little bit, and everyone thinks that I can do it. I could be a fighter, right? And then, I mean, look at you've been around a couple of people that aren't even fighters. They're people they're that are good. just very talented at uh, discipline, be it boxing, Muay Thai, or jujitsu. And even then, dude, I know personally two individuals that are fighters. Actually, I take that back. I'm forgetting a couple. Sorry, Mike. I forgot about you because you're tech- I think he's like seven and one, seven and two, maybe. So sorry, Mike. Um, oh, so you're seven three. and two. Yeah. Um, so I know quite. I know a few, right? That was sarcasm. Mike, don't kick my ass. Yeah, I'll show you Mike in a minute, and you'll okay. You'll you'll probably text him and say sorry, <laughs> and he's like, hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before we publish this podcast, let me preemptively say sorry, Mike. <laughs> sorry, like, uh, I'm gonna pull him right now, dude. He's no joke. Hell, Max is no joke. Oh, it's funny. I didn't even count. Like, yeah, Max is another one. And he's what I'm getting at is these aren't. I know one person right now who's a pro fighter. And to think that you have the mentality that you could do it, like, I dare you for one fucking round of three minutes to go against. You won't, you won't survive. McGuire. Three, three minutes. I, I would pay you $500 to just spar with McGuire. But I look at McGuire and say, fight him. McGuire? Yeah, Tyler McGuire. I don't know. I'll show you a video of him in a second, dude. Okay. He, I saw him knock this guy out. The nastiest fucking thing I've ever seen. Now, don't here. Let me show you, Mike. First. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm crazy, but I would love to spar with one of these guys one time. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get fucked up. Uh huh. But like I, 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 I feel like I, it would be a really good learning experience too, though. So here's Mike. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what? I, I that that statement I just made. Nah, disregard. <laughs> I'm not fighting this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went through a combative training with him, and he wasn't even fighting at that time. He had been, uh, I think, maybe a couple years out since fighting. Because like I say, he started fighting for a while. He he had a couple cards, but anyway. So uh, here we are. Two weeks of this combatives course and we're all trying to like scurve a little bit we're all the ones like all right hey take it easy man like let's just sit here and just drill this but no with mike he 100 miles an hour every time he's like hey he said combo one let's go and you're just like okay and we're all like just tapping you know the bads mike was just smashing so at the end of the course your hands yeah at the end of the course you we actually had to fight and then i was just standing there on the line and they're just calling out names and who had to fight who and then the next day, they prepared you who had to fight who the next day. So that first day, I'm sitting there, and I'm standing beside Mike, and we're about the same height, same weight, all this. And I'm just thinking, don't let me fucking fight Mike. Dude. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to fuck me. Dude, like, no way. No way. Dude, this guy's just going to fucking crush me. But everyone thinks that they can be a fighter. And you actually get around someone who does then fight. Then you actually do that. And no, dude. There's levels to this game. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> yeah, look at Max. He told us the other day he is... What do he say? He's ninety-eight and four for jujitsu tournaments in his Pretty life. Good. Ninety-eight and four in jujitsu tournaments. <laughs> like what? And he actually has fights too. By the way, he actually just fought yeah. last weekend. 
Where? Baltimore. I'd actually like to go see one of those. I said, why didn't you tell us? I would go. And he goes, oh, she was last minute. I took it. I was like, the fuck, dude? Did he win? <laughs> I don't. I feel like a dick. I haven't followed up, so I might actually need to text him. Actually, text I'll him right now. Hey, yeah. bro. Like, hey, how the fuck? Yeah, you know? yeah, we'll see you right now. That'd be a cool person to have, get, get on get on here. That'd be interesting. He would be fun. But no, like, like kind of how you're saying, like going, like if you're just some random Joe Schmo, right? Hell, even me, and I, I had a brief moment of stupidity where I was like, where I was like, oh no, I'd love to spar with one of the guys. No, that's stupid. That's a terrible idea. Like talking about a professional person and somebody who just does it kind of like, I don't know, for fun. I guess we'll say like as a hobby. Not, not this hasn't been my way of life for however long, you know. It's uh, not smart. But look at like some people have the drive. BJ Penn got his black belt in three years. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But then you realize BJ Penn can jump out of the shallow end of the pool up onto the pool deck. <laughs> he's also, yeah, he's also a freak athlete. When you say that too, it sounds so dumb. You're like, cool, he can jump out of the pool. Do you know how hard that is? I tried it one day and I was just like, let me just see. And I realized like, I'm just going to smash my teeth on the pool deck. To jump out of the shallow end onto the pool deck. Dude. Those are some hands. Yeah, uh, Samoan dude caught a left hook to the right to the jaw. I don't know how he didn't go out. Dude, those guys are big. Yeah, they're like heavyweights. But yeah, these guys don't fucking... Don't Imagine that kicking stupid. you right there in the face, dude. That, that's how you get CTE. Well, no, it was just like like um, after one of our classes, and you were like, you know, so you come across Max in the street or whatever, and you know he's trying to fight you. What, what are you gonna do? I said, fucking shoot him. <laughs> I mean, everyone says the same thing. Number one, don't fight. Number two, shoot him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like that guy, the guy that just whooped my ass for an hour. But, yeah, I'm not fighting him. <laughs> but that's why you also don't fight because you don't know how capable that dude. Nice takedown. Yeah. Good for him. You don't know what level they have, as well as you don't know if they have a gun or not. So don't even fight anymore. It's not worth yeah. it. It's not worth it. I, mean, nice I, told that, I just put on a, uh, like a self-defense course for some individuals that asked for it. And I told them the story about when uh, I was at Dick's and I ran out of the front door after that guy who stole the Yeti coolers. Yeah. And so I was telling them, though, like, don't fight. And I was like, but someone was brought that story up and we told him like why would you go searching for a fight and I was like well that one I was hoping to get away like that guy was obviously a giant fucking pussy fuck him he stole two coolers from dicks walked out the front door as yeti cooler you know and it's like they couldn't do anything so I went out there and I was like well hear me out on that one obviously that guy is a piece of shit and I was hoping that I could get away with kicking his teeth in you know like <laughs> <laughs> that's very different than being at a bar and some guy like bumps into me on purpose. You were feeling froggy. I was literally hoping that I was going to like get high fived by some people, you know, for ready, hurting this guy ready to jump, get away with it, you know? But I was like, that one was a little different. And there's two of us and one of him like, well, what if he had a knife? Okay. You know, what if he didn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what if I had a knife, you know, it's so dumb, but I was like, all right, that one's a little different. But when it comes to like, I'm at a bar and a guy bumps into me, it's not worth the fight. Walk away. There you go. Ooh, he just did they, a flip. He got out of that. Did a flip? Yeah. Thought he was trying to pull like a Z guard and then this dude's he just flipped. Fully, just fucking fully tatted, dude. Dude, 
I love it. Straight Hawaiian tats. Samoan, Samoan, Hawaiian tats. I don't know what the proper tribal tat. Tribal. That's the. I think the. I need a new tattoo soon. You gonna get another eagle? Kaka. Oh yeah, that's Derek's nickname now. He's the, he's the eagle because uh, that's my nickname. I don't know. Is it? Is it not? Oh, that's my nick. That's my nickname yeah. for you for now. So you think of something better. Well, okay, yeah, obviously always been eagle. One of my friends, fish, fishing nickname is the eagle. One of my friends just finished up NCLA and he took like a group photo and he tagged everyone in it. And I like, I looked at it. And I was like, do I know these people? And I freaking tapped it. I don't even know how to tag people or like. I get it wrong. I'm like, Lauren has to show me all the time. This is how you at me or whatever. So when I tap it, I'm like, D-Day? I'm like, I'm not in that photo. I'm like, like, who is this? So I asked him. I was like, hey, who's D-Day? He's like, yeah, there's another guy I was with. I'm like, no, no, there's only two D-Days. There's the the original, me, and then there's what we did in fucking France, dude. <laughs> there's only two D-Days. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. How can you call yourself the original, though, when you came after? They I mean, named was your dad it, even alive during D-Day? They named it D-Day in honor of me coming later. Later. Was your dad even alive in Pretty, when D Day was a thing, um, he was not. But his dad was a Marine, so my grandpa was a Marine who was in uh, the Pacific during uh, World War Two. He was in Guadalcanal, man. Guadalcanal, yeah, that's some shit right there. How shitty is that type of warfare? I mean, I guess all warfare is shitty, but could What's you be the- a Marine? In freaking Guadalcanal, dude. So, this brings me to another thing I've kind of thought of recently. And I, I know I'm not the first person to have this thought, but you think back then, World War II, um, when the war happened, everyone left. And they were gone until the war was over. Now we have deployments to where it's like six months, a year, four months, whatever it is, right? And it's like, okay, and you come back. You know, they... They were there till the shit was done. Yeah. If you got lucky enough, your name got drawled, drawn, drawled, drawn, drawn out of the hat, and you got to go home early. Could you imagine getting that ticket? It's got to be a. It would probably be a little bit of a guilty feeling, depending. Oh yeah, survivor's guilt. Oh yeah, I mean, you'd feel guilty as hell, probably. I wonder Especially how many like people you, turned it down. Yeah. No, I'm not leaving. No way. I'm here with this guy. It's like, thank you. That's awesome. Draw another name. Or don't, right? And don't get me wrong. There's definitely those people. I want to go home. But you, you got to think, like, you're a band of brothers. Mm-hmm. Which, great fucking show. But, Were you leaving? No, you're there. Yeah. I already know your answer. Which one's better, band of brothers or the Pacific? I haven't even seen the Pacific. What? Yeah. I heard it wasn't good, so I didn't. Are, um, do you always trust what people tell you? Oh, that's fair. No, I don't. I had hundreds of jokes flying in my mind that I was going to, but not appropriate. So, well, neither is a lot of the things we talk about on this podcast. I mean, hell, I, I mean, I got to have some kind of boundaries because I know some people uh, that listen to this. <laughs> okay. But, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, dude, you got to watch it. It's, uh, same thing. Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, they freaking made the Pacific. Great show. Okay, maybe we'll have to watch it because we've been kind of looking for some new stuff. Because I mean, nineteen twenty three only comes out once a week, so yeah. Forget how many episodes? I think it's like ten episodes, but just like Band of Brothers. Yeah, that's what Band of Brothers was. So. Yeah, same thing. It's the exact same story of like what was happening 
Band of Brothers. Same thing with what's happening in Guadalcanal. It's great. If you do watch it, you have to figure out who the main character is in real life. You played in a other movie as a kid, a child star. And as soon as I tell you, it kind of ruins him. It kind of like how like when Ross, you know, is the freaking captain of Band of Brothers, which is kind of like, which he did a great job at that. He did because he plays the role of like you hate him. David Schwimmer did a fantastic job as that guy. Uh, uh, I can't even. But he's always name. Ross, Captain Sobel. Yeah, he's always Ross though. So I'm like, what the hell, Geller? <laughs> you know, somebody else just get kicked in the nuts. Dang it, we looked away. Damn, they're just really going after the nads tonight. Welcome to the Nutcracker. And his ability to suck in these balls. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> Dude, I, that was right. Dang, that was dude. right to the gestures, man. <laughs> right in the beanbag, dude. Oh, <laughs> that. dude, that was bad. You like towed it too. That's one of those out of context announcers, uh, announcer bites. <laughs> right in the bread basket. Oh, see, he, he he was he was man about it. He, he jumped yeah. right back in. No, that Which was honestly, good. I mean, fuck, I would. You giving me an opportunity to get a catch Ooh. extra extra breather, I'm probably taking that. Yeah, that kick had a little extra oomph behind it, didn't it? All right, so the Pacific that's on the list to to watch. Yeah, it's a you know, great show, dude. Another movie I've been I've been trying to watch or meaning to watch. I've just never set aside the length of time that I need to watch it. Breaking movie. Bad. No, it was it's a movie. Oh, um, Pulp Fiction. It's a good movie. I want I want to see it. It's a good movie. I mean. It's kind of crazy that Quentin Tarantino laid out. He's only making, what is it, nine movies or 12 movies, and he'll never make more. So he's on his last one now. But it's like, man, I watch some of these movies sometimes. Like Pulp Fiction was good. But then I have you seen um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I haven't seen that one yet. Man, no. there's so much freaking hype around it. And I was like, man, it's got to be a great movie. I don't know why I've never watched it. So when I just came back um, from a, a ski trip I went on, hey, we didn't even talk about that. Anyway. anyway. So... Um, I watched it and I was like, it's just a dry, straightforward movie. And it, it always has those hooks, right? All Quentin, Tar- Quentin Tarantino movies have like a hook. You don't expect it. But it's like, man, when you put it on the spectrum of like Inglorious Bastards or Django. Django is my favorite movie. I think Django might be my favorite all time movie. I like saying Django. Django, right? The D Jang- is silent. D is silent. I know. Um, but yeah, so it's like when you, man, it's hard though. Don't get me wrong, Inglorious Bastards is also incredible, but Django's my favorite. I mean, both of those movies are like a 9 out of 10. Almost a 10 out of 10. There's such a good storyline. But then it's like, you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and don't get me wrong, it's got monsters in it. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay. It had so much hype, and it's like it's just kind of like I don't know. It's a good movie, but I like how he used how he likes to utilize a lot of like you know same actors, kind yeah. of like how um, Adam Sandler does. You know, he's got like yeah, same yeah, same. in all his movies. Yeah. I don't know something that that adds a little like, something for me. Yeah, like Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in like all his movies now. It's like yeah, 
Um, one of my favorite actors of like all time, and I'm Christoph Waltz. How amazing is it that he found him? And then not only does he speak like seven languages, right? But now he's gone on to play that role that I don't think he can play a different role now. He was the the bad guy in the Bond movie, uh, Spectre. Mm-hmm. He's oh, the, you're talking about like the villain kind of guy. Yeah, he's the well, perfect I mean, villain. In Jenga, he's he was a good guy. But in Jenga, he was, uh, he's a, no, he's a very, 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 very good villain. He's very yes. good at doing that. But let's get away from that word villain. He plays the sly, conniving. There, that is a good word for it because even as even as the. Um, one of the heroes in Django, he's a very sly, kind of conniving, very methodic, or um, what's what's another word I'm I'm searching for here? Those are Cere- all great words. Cerebral, maybe. Yeah. Um, tactful. But, tactful, that's a better word. But I don't see him being like a method actor now. <laughs> you know, I don't see him playing a, uh, I don't even, I can't even think of a role because he is that person now. And I don't want to say like a used car salesman, like slime, but conniving is great. Scheming. What a great fucking actor, by the way. He's fantastic. He's he's got range. He's got range. Oh, he does. But his range is for that character. And it's like when you see him in Glorious Bastards, take it take it for what the role is. How amazing is his role? A friendly interrogator. He, he right? Yeah. It's so good. So good. So, um, fun fact, you know that is based off of a real person. The Hans the Jew Hunter is yeah. a real person, loosely based, apparently. You have to always add that in, but based off of Hans Scharf, who is a German interrogator for the Nazi party. And I think he got away with claiming he wasn't a Nazi because he said he only worked for the Nazi party. Um, anyway, but yeah, he was a the friendly interrogator in World War Two. That makes sense because he, um, in the movie, he says that he goes, um, he said I forget the exact line. He said um, they call it, they referenced him as the Jew hunter, and he goes, Jew hunter, just a name that stuck. Yeah, I'm a detective. I'm good at finding people, so naturally I work for the Nazis. Yes, that that's what he says, and yep. so he's like, he's like I'm. Not, not a Jew hunter. I'm just a detective. I'm good at finding people, and so the Nazi Nazis hired me. So that's exactly what happened with Hans Scharf. Is he always claimed that he was never a Nazi? It just so happened that he worked for the Nazi Party, and no. his method of interrogation was very different than the rest. Where he thought no. you get more bees with honey than you do vinegar. I remember when you when I was taught about him. Yep. So I went down this big old rabbit hole recently about him. Because I read online, so of course it's true, that he uh, started his own mosaic tile company. So he actually made like mosaic art. And the reason why I went down this rabbit hole is because he said, uh, or the internet said, some of his most famous work is where? Disney World. And I was like, what? No way. So I started doing some reading, and sure enough, it says that his most famous work, or uh, his work that he's most known for when it comes to mosaic tile is inside the castle at Disney World. So I was like, I don't believe that. So one of the last times we went home, took the daughters when we went to Disney World. So when you're at Kissimmee, Florida, go to Disney World, you go to uh, Magic Kingdom, you go into the castle. 
A lot of people think the castle is like its own attraction. It's not. It's a hallway to pass through. But on the whole wall, some great artwork of like Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. So these classic Disney stories. And in the bottom right-hand corner, man, created by Han Scharf. It's like, man, this is where it gets like very like conspiracy-ish. Walt Disney hired a Nazi. When was Disney World or Disneyland? Or Disney World, World was 1971, I believe. Where's in 1973? So that was the first amusement park? I don't think it was the first amusement park, but for like first, Disney. First Disney park. First Disney park. And it's funny because Walt Disney treated it such as like a military project where he had like levels of classification. So they scouted a bunch of different places and ultimately landed up in Kissimmee, Florida. And so um, they cleared out the swamp and they started building it. There's some great documentaries about this too. And they, that's where they came up with Disney or Magic Kingdom first. And then ultimately Disney World because they knew there was going to be multiple parks. So 1973, I think. 71, 73. It's one of those two dates. But anyway, yes. So he hired Han Scharf to do all the artwork at uh, Epcot as well too. Obviously... Obviously, uh, Walt Disney died before Epcot was completed, but Han Scharf uh, did the mosaic tile stuff there. Wow. Hey, you've been to Disney. Yeah. Did you, this is something else that happened. They shut down Splash Mountain. I heard about that. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out because the ride's not going away. They're actually just going to rebrand the ride to be um, Princess and the Frog because apparently the original story of Splash Mountain had some like racial ideation to it. So uh, they went ahead and shut it down. Okay. And people were selling the water for hundreds of dollars on eBay, dude. How about the fucking Tom Brady thing? I was about to say, okay, so back to sports. Hell, they're trying to they're, they're selling the sand from the beach in which Tom Brady retired. Yeah, his announcement spot. Someone went there and collected the sand and $90,000 on eBay. It it was, last I checked, it was 100-something. God, dude, I wish I was that smart. I have family that lives in Tampa. <laughs> Jesus. Um, fucking, uh, what was I going to say? Speaking of historical figures, not to take a hard left or right turn. I love it, though. Um, I, a guy I've been kind of, I've done a deep dive on recently has been uh, Francis Marion. You familiar with the name? Usually it's never good when a guy's name is Francis. Oh, this, this one's good. Well, I guess I take that back because you have Francis and Ganu, and you also have, um, well, no, the evil guy in uh, Deadpool is Francis. So Francis, no, Francis, I'm gonna fucking spell it for you. <laughs> my uh, where's Francis? No, anyway, my um, evil grandma's name was Francis. <laughs> you had an evil grandma? Oh, dude, she was mean. Oh, oh well. Okay. Anyway, um, no, Francis Marion, aka the Swamp Fox. Nope. He okay. Um, he was a uh, officer for the Continental Army during the American Revolution. Uh, before that, he was in the uh, French and Indian War and everything. Anyway, he's kind of the one who um, got the Americans to utilize uh, guerrilla warfare tactics down in South Carolina. The movie The Patriot is loosely based on him. That's um, a great movie. Fantastic movie. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Um. But yeah, so Mel Gibson's character is loosely based off of Francis Marion. Um, where in, I mean, this guy, dude was a person of his time. You know, he owned slaves. He he was he participated on the British side of the French and Indian War. You know, 
um, which is where he learned the guerrilla warfare tactics of uh, the, I think, Cherokee Indians, I think, and um, using the terrain and the foliage and everything to your advantage and the element of surprise. And he, he served as a, I believe, as a regular at first. And then after, you know, losing ground, losing ground, losing ground, he, he was given charge of like a, I think of another group of continental or maybe militia. And then he kind of switched up his tactics to start using guerrilla warfare and just basically attacking supply lines and things like that. How dumb was our method of war that we would line up in straight lines <laughs> and ranks hold? It's like you're literally just a freaking wall with a gun. The amount of and then, then someone sat said, on somebody to have to just go stand in the, the front line of that. Just like, no, oh, you're going to fucking wait. <laughs> but then take it the opposite way. How about the lack of brains? Well, that too. Well, but it was supposed to be, well, I mean, they, it was considered, warfare was considered a gentlemanly, like, yeah. time. But you, you, like, they showed it. The Brits were gentlemen. They fought as gentlemen, right? Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. That's what they want to say. Um, I guess that was supposedly the idea behind it, I guess. I don't know. But yes, you're right. Then someone said, hey, let's hide behind this tree. Like, what? (laughs) And they called them cowards. And then also, also, the the British uh, soldiers are just walking along the road, and there's somebody hiding behind a tree 20 yards away, and you don't see this guy to the trees at all? You don't see see that this attack's coming? I mean, I guess, I don't know, if you're just looking crazy. That this type of guerrilla style type of warfare has been around for thousands of years and will continue to exist for as thousands much as of some, years. As much as some things change, some things stay very much the same. We lost the war to people hiding in caves. We have and the then, smartest then, bombs ever seen where we can drop them on a penny. So that's kind of where as much as some things change, some things stay the same. The guerrilla warfare tactics stay the same. World War II, the atomic bomb changed the world, right? And yeah. that's where things change. Was it a good workout, Lauren? <laughs> what, was she, you got we a Peloton just, or something? Hey! I don't. What are we calling that? Your Valentine's Day gift? A little bit of everything, yeah, anyway. Oh, uh, she got a Peloton? Yeah, and so oh, that was just a guess. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I started doing it too. So, uh, Good time. Yeah, it's just easy. It's convenient. Oh yeah. Because when it's cold out, I don't want to go run. <laughs> I was I was gonna say like easy, or I was like careful with that word. Oh, it can be, it's, but it's I've been convenient. doing these scenic rides, so it's just like someone on a bike going through the like the highlands of Scotland. And it's like, well, I could just be sitting on the couch watching you know TV, or I could just go do that for thirty minutes. Yeah, that's cool. Well, good job. Way to go, Lauren. Sponsored by Peloton. Sponsored by Peloton. And hey, also, and also Derek's bull noises. <laughs> <laughs> that's a throwback from the very first episode. What noise was that I was trying to make? Bull. You were trying to be a bull? You know, when you were telling your story about running with the bulls? You were at the dude's compound. Oh, and bull, bull. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying, like, earlier when you said that, I thought, like, a bull elk. I was like, that's not what a bull elk sounds no, like at all. Yeah. Like, a one, the one with, like, horns and the ones that are El chasing toro. the El toro, 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 toro. Yeah, no, at the dude's compound when the uh, kid was doing the bull dance or whatever. You, you made what that an amazing time. 
so crazy. I was thinking about that today. I was laying on my bed, and we have this uh, shelf above our bed that every time we go somewhere, we always get a painting. Just like, I don't know, canvas painting or just something small. You know, some vendor on the side of the road. You know, just, hey, here's $5. We want that picture. And so above our bed is all these freaking pictures. So I'm just laying there looking at them. And I was like, what a life. I've been um, collecting, basically since I started flying, uh, patches from different military units that I've worked with. Um, Sweet. Like carrying things and whatnot. And I think you saw it when you came over to the house, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've added a couple, but um, doing the uh, kind of the same thing, like looking back at the... Uh, just looking at the wall and like just looking at like oh I remember that mission this 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 and that and you know like oh man that that one's badass that one's cool I really enjoyed that one I, that was a good time or oh wow that mission really sucked or you know whatever and it's fun to look back on. Yeah, I have a couple of this as well. And my favorite one is still Basser Base. <laughs> have we told that story on the podcast? I don't know. I think it's a touchy one. In fact, if anything, we should see if I don't know if this is a right route to do a, a podcast, but like Zoom. But I should see if Banks would do one. That would be pretty damn funny. I don't, well, I don't just, know if he's got a laptop. You can just join in here. Just send him a link. You can get a, you can you can get a bunch of people on this. Uh, I just don't thing. know. Just you know, get him fights over. Dang him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, get microphone or I don't know. Anyway, we should try to do one. It would be. I don't know if he would tell the story. I don't know if I'd want him to tell the whole story because I'm protecting him. But damn, what a great story. Who knows? Lightning one today. Yay. Blue Jackets suck. They're so bad. All, 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 my, year. all my sports teams right now just... Uh, like that are on right now suck. Ohio State basketball sucks. Columbus Blue Jackets they suck. This is always kind of a fun time of the year though, because it's like prime sports. Pretty much got everything. Ah no, I think September is that September. Yeah, yeah. September. September. You got football, baseball. You got hockey. You got NBA. You got you know. But at least for us, the weather's starting to turn. I guess NBA's coming yeah, up. Football but. is winding down, but yeah, you got NBA, you got uh, baseball, right? How, how many eight weeks left? Uh, until baseball? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't keep track. Anyway, so um, I'm just a pink, so the weather's starting to get warm. Yeah, man. Be fishing here soon. I got to get some seats for the boat to. Uh, so that way I can like actually sit down while I'm fishing. Get some swivel chairs up there, so that way uh, I don't have to stand and move the trolling motor and all that shit. Super random. I just want to throw this on to show you. Yeah, the waves for the eddy. Yeah. Let's go forward where it started really get big. Here we go. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, fishing's uh, right here. Oh. I'll be careful here, but I got a drone. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> pretty good for uh, scouting. Yeah, so I got a drone and started flying it around. And uh, oh, those deer, they're right here, dude. I should show you this video. It's on my uh, laptop. I got right in this deer's face, dude. It was all of like a foot and a half, two feet away from it. And this deer's dumbfounded. 
it hovered right in front of it, and it's just like oh, looking at the camera. I was going to say, and I, I quickly realized that we cannot do this, but I'm going to say it anyway, with the knowledge that we can't do this. I'm just going to bring up what I was, you know, going over that field where all those deer are on base and uh, driving that thing around looking for sheds, seeing if there's any sheds laying in the field. You know why you can't do it? Because that's an approach way. Correct. We know why I can't do it. This drone is so smart that it's all GPS driven that I even here, I'm not even in the restricted zone. I'm in the first level one outside of restricted area at my house here. And I have to get permission from the FAA every time I fly it. So I send them a text on an app and they will approve it or not. And then I'm limited to my altitude. So even here, I think I'm limited to like 350 feet. So I would, I've tried to go above it and the drone just stops. I've even tried to fly it to approach here one night. I was just like, I'm going to try it. So I walked out and I was like, so California, it literally will fly up to the freaking wall of the restricted area and just stops. Dude, these drones are so smart now. That's wild. It's amazing. But at the same time, it sucks because it's like, I can't even fly my own freaking house. Or for me, I was going to take it on base and I wanted to do like when we're rolling, have it like hovering around while people are rolling and get angles of that. You can't fly it on base. There's nothing that yeah. will allow me to, to circumvent that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I was going to say. It'd be interesting to use for uh, training purposes, but you're in the woods the entire time. You can't really like get anything out of that, really. Well, it's such a smart drone, too, that it has this lookout technology. So when I'm flying it, you it will avoid obstacles. So you could be flying it in the trees and stuff. However, come to find out, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> it doesn't always sense everything. <laughs> what would you hit? Dude, I'll show you the video. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, nope. Yeah. <laughs> that water is just straight foam. It'll get better in a minute. Yeah. But even that right there, that shore pound, it's like 15 foot wall of white water breaking in wasty water. The shore pound there at YMA is no joke. But look at that jet ski. Put that in perspective. Those are 10 foot boards. Look at this wave. <laughs> That's just a little seven-foot roller right there going to shore. Yeah. Which would be a massive over here where we're at now. You saw I surfed uh, this last week, right? Yeah, I talked to you about it. Yeah. Did uh, I show you that picture of how big it actually was on those set waves? Dude, that was, I, there yeah, was seven-foot waves. I think you yeah. sent me a couple. Yeah. I, I said, look, this is a set wave right here. Yeah, there, it was cold and big. I was hoping to see if I can go on Monday, but I got to work. Look at that. That's a 10-foot oh, yeah, board. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a small wave too. Small for that day. I mean, they get they only got bigger for them. Yeah, they only <laughs> got me, bigger throughout the day. To me, that thing is massive. Oh, for sure, dude. Well, that one behind him. Look at the. Look. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's not only like the thing that you're surfing that. Like when you eat shit and you fall. If that jet ski doesn't get you, you're wearing the next one on your head too, by the way. Because obviously you're in the impact zone. Boom! Dude. <laughs> he's going to connect it all the way to the inside. Dude, he's going to ride that thing all the way to the shore break. Look how turbulent. 
violent. It's just like, it just looks like a washing machine. It's a washing. It's a thirty foot tall washing machine. Like he kicked out. He didn't want to get dumped on that. And now the jet skis have a job of find him before the next wave crushes him. But it's washing him into shore anyway. Yeah. The only thing I can say is at least it's warm water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if that was fifty degree water and they were doing that? Um, well, not that, but I can imagine being in that cold of water. I've done it before. Yeah. I mean, a, um, your predecessor, your predecessor, the guy before you were out there. I think this is, you, you were here. This was like one of your first times being out there with us. And, um, I'm out there, I'm swimming. He pulls up to me next to me, the jet ski and just laughs and kicks water in my face and drops off. I'm like, you asshole. Yeah. We were out on Friday. I ran a class Friday. I told him, I said, guys, get this classes, get these classes in while it's warm. Otherwise, you're not you're not going to be having a good time in February. Yeah, more on that they, later, I guess. It's just upsetting because it's so preventable. Quit being lazy. What it so it happens two months, three months earlier. Who cares? But nope. Yeah, there you go. I, I put a whole big thing out to everybody. Oh, well. So now you get to be out there when the water temperature is 40 degrees. And it was. It's really not that bad. When, you, when, you, have, when you have the wetsuit on. It's the not wetsuit, a, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, but the wetsuit, it's not bad. I wore a spring suit and a hoodie, a normal regular hoodie on Friday. And I just stayed on the jet ski. I'm like, it's actually, it's 60 degrees out. It's windy, but I was like, hey, it's nice. And then at the end, I had to jump off the jet ski. And I freaking wear my hoodie and everything. Just jumped in the water. Like, yeah, it's a little bit cold once 40 degree water temperature. Speaking of which, we need to have something that we can put on shirts or hoodies just for, like, even if it's just for me and you. Yeah. We, I, we, cool logo. we, we got to come up with something. We've been, I've been talking about it for a little bit now. Got to come up with something. Even if it, we can, it doesn't have to be the idea that I was thinking of, obviously. If you have a better one or something, or if you think we want to talk about it for a little bit, but we, we got to get something. We need a researcher and a graphic design department. We're going worldwide. Wide. Prestige. Wide. Worldwide. That's another one I should get on there. Prestige. Worldwide. Wide. Boats, wide. wide. Boats and hose. <laughs> I just looked and I was like, oh, and she looked right at me. I was going to say, like, why did you just do that? Why did you just. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I, miss Hawaii. I think we should do another one of these here pretty quickly because, uh, you know, it has been a while. So get, I know there's at least one person who's been jonesing for more content. So try and give a. Who is that person? Why are you putting me on the spot right now? I don't remember. I don't. <laughs> is it Alex? I think so. He's, My he's, friend Alex. Yeah, yeah I'll say one of your friends. He's he's every time I put something on there, he's like, "When's your next episode?" Like we're getting to it. <laughs> that guy just flipped a jet ski going over the white water. Good for him. Yeah, and he got back on it. Yeah. Um. No, he's just he's busy. No, he's busy. He 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 like I I appreciate the hell that he likes us that much. Where he where he wants to, where he wants to bug us about getting more. I mean, I love it. That's awesome. It makes me feel, actually makes me feel good. Like when I post something on there, and he's like, "Well, how about you post another episode first? I'm like, it "Makes yeah. me feel good. You like it that much." 
he used to paint planes. So damn. is that Eddie? Is that or is that the Luke guy or whatever? No, no, that's just a yellow jersey. I'll I'll point Luke out to you. He wore a white jersey all day. But okay. did you see that guy just fall? Watch this. <laughs> that looked like that one hurt, dude. Going over the falls on a forty-foot wave over a reef. Kyle Lenny right here. Do you look at him? But in my mind, man, this is just how I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to call myself right now. I look at this and I'm like, I would do it. I would. I look at this and I think I would die. All factors. Is, well, they have flotation on, man. They have um, the, those new vests that they're wearing. That's why they look so big up top. I think they have five pull ports on them, and then it literally just inflates and takes them to the surface. It's such a safe sport now compared to what it was when Eddie Icow was doing it. Eddie was surfing this when they didn't have leashes, man. They didn't have freaking wetsuits and, uh, and flotation like they do now and jet ski assist. They were out there on 100-pound boards. Paddle out. It's so wild, like the difference in the water. So, like where they're at, it looks nice, so nice and you know clear. And then you, you go twenty feet the other direction, it's just white water, just mayhem, crazy. But I think though, all conditions perfect. So that guy right there, uh, that's Michael Ho. He is sixty-five years old, and he's about to paddle out. My goodness, Uncle Mike, sixty-five, dude. He's paddling out to that. Anyway. Um, hey, right there. Oh, you, that's funny. That actually, was Luke Shepardson right there with all the lifeguards. But um, I look at him like, hear me out. If you just put me at the like right there in the lineup, I would paddle into one of those. I'm pretty sure I would. But then I go surfing the other day, and freaking Kelly, he backed out. He said he wasn't feeling good. And look at him; he's all smiling right there. So those are my two favorite surfers. That's Kelly on the left, and the one sitting down is John John Florence. That's his brother Nathan in front of him. And Nathan's actually hurt right now, but those are the best surfers in the world. Hey, actually, something cool. I just got a signed picture from Kelly Slater. Hell yeah. Where'd you get that from? Um, it was a charity thing, and uh, a artist is a sketch artist, all uses his pencil, and he made a photo, or I guess a drawing of Kelly, on one of the most famous waves of the world, uh, called Cloud Break, and he had Kelly sign it, and so I went ahead and uh, donated to the charity, and I got one. Pretty cool. So it's actually, I, I just got, I finished, I got it framed today, so it's sitting on our counter over there. But uh, anyway, um, but yeah, I keep saying, like, I, I think I could paddle into one of these, right? Everything aside, everything like me paddling out, no, but if a jet ski took me out, I'm in the right spot. Could I do it? But this past weekend, when I went, it was like proper seven foot on the sets. And man, you look over the falls on one of those. I paddled for one of the bigger sets, and I haven't been surfing a lot lately. And I didn't go. So I bitched out, but I was on the peak. And just as it's about to break, I look over and I made that decision, go or don't. And I went, ah, don't go. And I pulled back and I look. And you just look down there and you're like, bro, that's a seven-foot rolling right there. So imagine that being a 40-foot rolling. Dude, that's, that's taller than my house. Dang. 
think about my house. Uh, just the water. Being, on, being on top of the water and looking down that far. Looking over the edge of my house, and you're about to drop in on that. And then if you mess up, it's going to crush you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's not going to be like falling on a cloud. But then I, I did get tossed a few times on some of the bigger waves out there. I got I, I freaking... I had a great fall. And when I'm underwater, I just I laugh in my own head. I'm like, this is fun. It just throws you around. There's a difference between throwing around and coming up for air and I'm good versus this, dude. Like That shit holds you down. They call it the, the board here. You'll see in a second probably with him called uh, tombstoning. So it becomes a tombstone and the board will just do this. Mm-hmm. And it's because you are held underwater so far that you can't do anything. So the board the is water, just struggling. And, and it's just like a buoy almost. Yep. And so you got to wash all the way ashore. <laughs> getting pounded on the sand right there by a 10 foot wall of white water now you know why I didn't do anything that Sunday besides sit right here <laughs> I felt bad and Bailey would be like daddy I'm like, I don't want to hear it nope. <laughs> nope I can't move figure it out figure it out I'm not leaving but that's a 10 foot surfboard <laughs> yeah it's even more embarrassing and not even it's embarrassing dude because you're a freaking warrior but there's 30,000 people there oh look at the size of that thing Jeez. oh dude wait till we get to the bigger one I think the next I can fast forward the next seat they only get bigger yeah I, the waves, I, I feel I feel really weird just talking about just commenting on the videos and people can't <laughs> see yeah nobody that's listening can see what we're doing it's kind of odd but just describe it right it's Waimea Bay, so it's a bay, and the waves get so big, it's called a closeout. The waves are so big that the waves break out of the bay, so it's a wall of white water washing into the bay. And I, I should probably look that up. I don't know how big the bay is across. Might be a quarter of a mile, maybe half a mile across. But the waves are so big that they break outside the bay and just wash in a 30, 40-foot wall of white water into the bay. So the jet skis have to make a decision to run out before the wave breaks and leave all the surfers or run in and, and beach the jet skis. So there will be a couple here in a minute. You'll see that the jet skis say, fuck this, and they turn around, and they, as fast as they can, get to shore, and they just beach their jet skis and wait for the, the, the sets to come in. And then they say, oh, shit, we got to get back out there and rescue these surfers because they all just got washed in too, by the way. I wish I was there. I actually uh, just came back from a ski trip. I was watching this all happen. Like, this was ago. I think it's happening. And I told Lauren, I was like, hey, babe. Uh, I might take Bailey and run to Hawaii this weekend. And she's like, what? I'm like, the Eddie's happening. And she's like, no, it's not. Like, you're not doing that. I'm like, no, I've already kind of have it planned out. I already know where I'm staying. Oh, I just get a rental car. Um, I think we're going to do it. I already looked it up. Round trip tickets. I'm going to be out of like 1800 bucks, but we get a free place to stay. I want to do it. And she was like, you're not going to Hawaii without me. I'm like, babe, hear me out. It's the Eddie. I'm not going to have fun. I'm going to go watch this and come home. I'm going to be there two days. I mean, I would definitely classify that as fun. Well, yes, but it's not like I'm just going to go lay on a beach. I'd be in that crowd right here just to watch it, just yeah. to see it happen once in my life. These people are dumb. Why are they, they dumb? They have announced... Look at all the water on the wet sand behind them. So they tell them, there are rogue waves. Get off the beach. There's actually behind them. You can't see it right now. There's um 
um, caution tape. And they said, you cannot cross this line today. And people just bum rushed it like that just to get a closer view because the cliffs of, are flooded. People literally showed up at like five in the morning just to stand on the cliffs to get a spot. So the people went stood on the beach. And so there's a couple times throughout the contest where the waves would wash in and wash people away. And so the lifeguards are there to rescue them. And so I say they're dumb because they tell them, do not cross this point. This is the most highest point where the water will get to. Don't cross it. And the people take their kids and go down in there and play in the water. That's why they're dumb. Dumb ways to die. So many dumb ways to die. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) At first, I was like, what are you getting at with this? And then, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> dude. Like, three of these now have hit, dude. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I've, got J- I've got Jade's theme song on here. You do you remember what his theme song is? I don't. Oh, here it is. Time to do some sketchy shit. Do da, do da. Hope I get away with it. Oh, to do da day. I can't even semi well equipped. Yeah, that was semi well. You know, I'll, I'll throw some, I'll throw some huge, some huge angina on there, but huge. And any other uh, sound, any other video clips that might be one of your favorites, uh, let me know. I'll toss them on here. Yeah, I'll find a list. Find uh, reasons to play them because, like I said, it's a new toy. I want to play with it. So yeah, my uh, my request is China only because that idea is not going away, dude. Oh no, it's going to be a hot button topic here for the next however many years, probably. We have one bet going in our life. Do you remember what that bet is? Oh, I remember it's a lifetime bet. It's a lifetime. No, no, it's capped it at thirty years. We capped it at thirty years. Fuck. We capped it at thirty years because you say I want to remember. Yep. It was for $10. I remember it was $10. It was... Come on, man. Was it something about football? It was the NFL. It was the NFL. It was... I made the bet it will happen. You made the bet that it won't happen. Oh, it's coming back to me. I don't remember. Exactly. Tell me. I'll give you a clue. The Dolphins. Oh, that there will be an undefeated team in the the next next 30 years. Like... There will, Seven, will, 17 and 0, and then all the way to the Super Bowl. Yes, we will see a. Un, I made the bet. We will. I see. said we won't. Yep. Because we got really close, and then the Patriots lost it, right? But um, I said we would see it one more time. It was, you know, one, one time, $10. I'll put $10 on that. So we should do like another bet. What the hell between now and the next podcast is going to happen with China? Not that this needs to become a freaking military strategy, you know. That's my word, by the uh, way. Eh, oh, but it's like I don't know about that. Don't... I just think it'd be funny. Oh, it just seems like more balloons. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Well, but how many? That's I'd be a fun bet because we all said one and done. We can do like an on, over under thing. We're on three in seven days. <laughs> one and done. This is just a random event, you know. There's yeah. no, you know. Nope, we're at three now. So it's like, what happens with the next one? Is it, you know? What would it be? You know, mm. I think the water drones are pretty crazy. The unmanned subs. Mm, yeah, they found those washed up before. 
I think a blimp. <laughs> a blimp. When you send a butt, send the Budweiser blimp over there. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just playing Fortunate Son over the radios or Five Finger Death Punch. One of the two. Probably Five Finger Death Punch is more modern. Yeah, we can't do Fortunate Son. That's already been done. It's been done. Yeah, you know, Five Finger Death Punch. That's been done. So. We need the most. We need a new one. Redneck three wheeler Budweiser pounding sister kissing song there is. I have one more thing that's fun. What? I am going to go see Metallica in concert. I they were my first concert. Bro. Their their Death Magnetic tour was my first concert. That is freaking sweet that you can say you've seen them. I've never seen them. I've seen them. Um, <laughs> all uh, I was in seventh grade, and Death Magnetic came out the album, and uh, I was actually listening to a couple songs from that album the other the other day, like two days ago. Um, and the deal was, if I got all A's and B's on my report card, I could go to the concert. That's I would. I did so much fucking extra credit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Like I, I was spending hours on uh, in my living room. Like, like one of the things I could do for extra credit in like my history classes. I if if I were to draw pictures of like, um, like photos out of my history book, out of my history textbook, like you'd get so much extra credit yeah. per per picture. So, dude, like no shit. I drew almost every single picture in that fucking history book, including the cover. Do you ever get tired of doing the same thing over and over again? Like we call it Groundhog Groundhog's Day, right? You mean like tedium, or what do you mean? Just any task, right? Like I teach the same lesson for the last eleven years. It's Groundhog's Day. I get tired of it. I mean, I think you do enough of anything. You'll, you'll, you get tired of it. Where are you going with this? Can you imagine being Metallica and playing the same song, playing one? Oh, amazing song! One of the greatest songs ever. But could you imagine playing one for quite literally maybe the twentieth thousand time? Do you think they get like t- like? I thought about this really. Like, what keeps a band going? Obviously, you love it, but it's like, and that's your your artwork, right? That's your poem. That's your song. But it's like, could you imagine playing Master of Puppets, Cocaine and Alcohol for another? But he's been sober now for what, like ten years? Has he? I thought he went back to rehab recently. James? Yeah, I thought. Oh, last I heard, he, no, last I heard, he's been cleaning for a while. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm probably yeah. wrong then. Yeah, you need but, to go rehab. Um, but, but that's what I'm saying, though. Could you imagine, though, being a band as long as they've been a band and playing that freaking. And it's like, man, I don't care what the song is. Like, just stick with one because it's such an amazing song. We got to play it. Oh. All right. We're going we're gonna to close out with one. And you see freaking Lars like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, like, again, um, kind of funny story, uh, not really funny story, very interesting story about a Metallica song. Um, and I'm, I might butcher some of this, uh, butcher some of this. This is a secondhand story. It's my dad's story from when he was a kid. Um, he had this friend, he, he his best friend at the time, he, he and his best friend, fans of Metallica and somewhere either on I don't think computers were a thing I don't know if computers were a thing yet so about maybe like a typewriter or 
no, a piece of paper somewhere, or maybe even a computer if they were a thing by now. Um, they were just screwing around, and they wrote the lyrics down to fade to black at his friend's house. Well, uh, a day or two later, uh, they're playing basketball, like out in the street or whatever, and his friend notices a lot of cars going to his family's house. And uh, he's like, something's going on, dude. I need to go home. I need to go home. I'll, like, I'll, I'll see you later. And, you know, bounces the basketball to him. And my dad says that was the last he saw of him for like three days. And um, I guess what happened was, I guess they, his parents found those song lyrics. Found it. And it, it, it if you're a fan of Metallica, you know the song. You know you you know you can you can probably figure out where this is going. And I guess his parents like I guess could call the family together, kind of have like an intervention or whatever, and like kind of like I, I don't like I don't I, again I don't remember the specifics of the story, but he finally he's like, what the fuck is going? Like what the hell is going on? Why like why am I why have I been have I not been able to see the light of day for the past three days? Why is there some you know, and they finally somehow like he fessed up, or they, they fessed up to like what they found, and he grabs like the cassette, the either the cassette tape, I think it was a cassette tape, throws it in the fucking radio player, and he and he plays fade to black, and he goes, "Sound fucking familiar?" Life, it seems, will fade away, drifting further every day, getting lost within myself. Nothing matters. No one else. I have lost the will to live. Simply nothing more to give. There's nothing more for me. Need the end to set me free. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you you hear that song? It's, it's a yeah. depressing ass song. It's a great it's, song though. It, it is such a good song. But like, so you could understand where like his parents probably don't know the the new music and everything like that. You can see why they would think that. But at the same time, if you were him, you'd be pissed. I heard this the other day, and it was kind of like. A gut check. The music you grew up on. So for me, I'm just going to give an example. Like a band like Slipknot. They're all 50 years old and still, you know, performing. Slipknot is dad music now. Metallica is grandpa music. You just said your dad was a fan of them. A band I'm about to go see. You know, and like think about Kiss. That's your grandpa's music now. Just needs to give it up. And they're still performing, dude. Give it up, guys. They're still performing. The Foo Fighters are going like, like, to do a farewell show with them. Yeah, Kiss has had like thirty farewell tours, tours, yeah. farewell tours. Yeah, I just saw a thing where he caught fire the other day at a show. Freaking one of the uh, pyrotechnics went off too close and caught him on fire, and he kept playing, and they Gene? put him out. Gene, yeah, Gene, nice. That dude's got to be like seventy something. I'm sure he is. All right, I got one more story. How, how, how I can't see how long we've we been going. Oh, we're we're almost at two hours. Damn. Hey, you nice. know what? It's it, it's okay. We, we we took a long hiatus, and nice. so Welcome we're giving back, right? we're giving extra content to the four people that are going to listen to this. Look at all these people. See, look how big the bay is. So when you get a wave so big that it just closes the whole bay out, it's yeah. a half mile across. What's even more amazing is you see the sand right there. That's a river. That's uh, the mouth of a river. They'll dig the sand out, and when the river rushes out into the bay, they surf that. It's a standing wave. I'll show you a video of that in a minute. What are island they, is this? Oahu. That's the North Shore right there. They literally take a that's shovels. Not, that's not the one Hickam's on, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, I've, I've been there. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. So I went. Yeah, did, I, I've been did you here. jump off the rock? Everyone goes to Wyoming to jump we, off the rock right there. It was. It was just. Um, it was a roll quick, just drive by kind of oh, thing. Yeah. So you just um, go around then, the point there. You see the church. But anyway, that sand right there, where there's like a gap in the people, they take fucking spade shovels and dig that out, and then the water sucks out, and they go surf that. I've seen videos of it. Yeah, it's my um, I, a buddy of mine lives there, uh, Austin. He um, I, I should I, I should. Austin, if you didn't go to the Eddie, I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> oh, no, I'll have to ask him. Um, we, that traffic uh, game, dude. I was, first time ever being there, I showed up, and I texted him, like, dude, I'm here. Um, I'm going to be here for, like, I, I, I think we only had, like, 12, 14 hours off there. And he came pick me up, and I spent the entire time, I only slept two hours the entire time I was in Hawaii. Just because, like, I had, so I had never been there. It's been, I've been in the Air Force for eight years. I've been doing my job for a almost as long and I had never been to Hawaii. This is my first time. I'm like, I am seeing the island. He took me all around the island. Shout out Austin. I uh, got to go get pretty the, easily uh, done too. Oh yeah. yeah easily like done. 47 miles around. It's not big yeah, at all. He, um, I, well, I guess I'm not, not the entire, almost the entire island. Um, got to have some poke, you know, we hung out, we, uh, hit up the ocean or hit up the beach. We, we swam around the ocean for a little while for like an hour or two. We went hiking up a mountain, you know, to get to a waterfall. Did saw some? It was it was great. He, do you like Poke Bowls? They're all right. Yeah. Have you been to the place here? I almost went there today, by the way, Lauren. Poke Bowls. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Actually, Megan no? Megan went and got that for lunch today, and uh, I need to uh, try it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Poke Bros. I mean, Poke in Hawaii, it was okay. It was it was interesting, just because you know when in Rome, try you have it. To do it. Yeah, yeah, I have to do it. So, um. Because to me, food is one of the most important ways to important parts of a culture to experience. It's called the staple for a reason. Yeah. So um, I tried I tried poke in Hawaii, and then I tried um, what's the uh, breakfast stuff called? The rice gravy, and then like your meat. Um, Everyone does the spam while they're there, and it's like I'm yeah. trying to. I can't. I'm totally blanking on what that uh, breakfast dish I had was called, but it was really good. Um, did you have haggis when you're in Scotland? I've never been to Scotland. You've never been to Scotland. We we never go to Scotland. I figured you'd go to Mildenhall or something, right? We go to Mildenhall, and you don't get time off, and you think to run to Scotland? Not that much time. Damn. The, 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 I, You've I never broke, broke down in Mildenhall. <laughs> no. Damn. Not that long, anyway. And if we did, we went to London. Man, London sucks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the more I, mean, I was there, I liked it. But like, we had to get briefed. Like, hey, they're doing acid attacks in London. Why would I want to go to London? I'd rather go to Isle of Skye. Don't get me wrong. I mean, London was is interesting. Yeah, I love I mean, London. It grew on me, but it's another you, big city. You also had to think. I'm with a group of people, and if, like, I, I'd have to convince that group to go to Scotland yeah. rather than London. London's two hours away. Scotland's eight. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I know, but either way, all right. Um, I like Hawaii though. I would ruin my my career and just stay there if I could. Hawaii, not yeah. I loved Hawaii. It's it was a great place. It's not the favorite place. My, not my favorite place that I've been though. I don't think. So it is. I had a great time in Guam. Um, boom! But like if my favorite my favorite place to visit the uh, in just the United States, Montana. Montana. Hey. I had so much fun in Montana. But the, Shut like, up, man. Me. Shut up. You're going to ruin Montana? Why? Because everyone's going to find out. 
Everybody already knows. Okay, Yellowstone. I know, dude. Yellowstone ruined Yellow- it. the very first scene. You're like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> Ye- Yellowstone's already is, is already done that. Okay. I have it's a friend a that's game. from um, Hamilton, Montana, and he took me there for Thanksgiving to be with his family. And as soon as we crossed over into Montana, dude, it literally is like night and day from Idaho. And so different, isn't it? Man, as soon it's its as, own like, world. We woke up the next morning and I saw the view that he was raised on, just like in fucking Yellowstone, dude. He had his one whole side of the house is nothing but windows off in the distance, the most gorgeous snow covered mountains. I woke up and I'm just like, you know, hung over and shit. I'm like wiping my eyes. I'm like, wait, what? It was dark when we came in. I'm like, walk upstairs and it's just like there. Big sky for a when reason, we, right? When we landed in um Bozeman for our honeymoon. We landed in Bozeman, you know, obviously we're in the terminal, we'll get a rental car, and we start driving around and Megan immediately is blown away. We enjoyed our time. So Megan obviously we I already I had already loved Montana. I had already been before. Megan loved Montana so much she wants to go back this October or this fall. It just sucks though because there's so much money there now that like good luck in your front door trying to live there. It is expensive. I yeah. we I looked like a one like a two bedroom place is like half a million dollars. Full circle. Uh, when I was with my friend, we went elk hunting and we actually just spotted for his sister. So we uh, had some permission to be on some land, and we finally found some elk. And it was a cow, and she had a cow tag, and she was a youth cow tag. So we spotted. We made sure it was good. We called dad. His dad said, "Yep, we'll be up there in a little bit." So they got his sister. We went on up, and he's like, "Hey." See this property we've been walking this whole time? See that fence right there? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, look up on the hill. I'm like, yeah, that fucking mansion up there, log cabin mansion. And he's like, yeah, um, we can't cross uh, that line. We used to, but uh, we're not allowed to anymore. Uh, we kind of lost that deal. But uh, that cabin, Fong is sound pretty famous. I'm like, Ooh. he's like, I guess he's like the the singer from Metallica. I'm like, what? <laughs> James? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, we used to have a deal with the, uh, the property manager that we could get take elk off of it, mm-hmm. but uh, no, they don't, because everyone started abusing the system there. So, dude. So when? So crazy. when and where for Metallica? Jersey, Ruther, Ruther, Rutherford, East Rutherford. Yeah, August. Nice. I wanted to buy the tickets for the pit. <laughs> so expensive, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. If you do the snake pit, because it's a circular uh, stage, you can be in the donut inside of it. They're going for like $4,000 each, dude. That's wild. I'm not paying that much. I love Metallica, but no way. I'm not paying for it. Four grand. So, I, lo- I looked into going to the Super Bowl last year when the Bengals were in it. I. I don't know how I was going to do. I was going to come up with. I was going to find a way if it was if I could make it work financially. See because I because I was in at the time I was in ALS. So you see how much the tickets are this year? It's just ridiculous. It just keeps going up and up. And you're like, who can afford sixty two hundred dollars for one ticket? The fans can't. Not like the not like the legit like everyday fan. It's a privatized event for million and billionaires to come together and just show off. Like, yeah, it's a social event that we can do. It's sixty two hundred dollars, dude, is what they were starting at for what the freaking last row. Yeah. I had the chance when I was in high and school NFL, to go. The NFL has no incentive to make it cheaper. No. Why would they? I we had the chance when we were in high school to go, and what it was is it was a club, a booster club event to you had to go work the concession stand. 
And in yeah. my mind, I was like, I should volunteer just to say I was there. Just to say I was fucking there. Even though I'd be working a, a concession stand and they would have it up on the TV and you could hear it. But it would be so easy. Like, yeah, take a quick piss break, right? And then walk around the corner and see it. But I was like, yeah, I should do it. And then we did. And we just stayed at Lauren's uh, parents' house and just watched it. But it's like, that was my one chance to go. And I didn't you see this. What I mean, that's not a yeah. bad one. But the water washes up. Yeah. All right. I have one more story. But I really have to use the baño. Yeah, Albano. Okay. Um, you well, have, like, let's just say. Let me tell the story. And let's wrap it up. Cool. Okay. I had some trivia questions for you, but all right, it's fine. No, I, I can hold it. Ready? My yeah. story, real quick, is you said your first concert ever was Metallica. Yeah. Mine was White Zombie, and uh, I have a brother that's ten years older than me. So when he turned sixteen, my mom bought him two tickets to see White Zombie, and he took a friend. This is before nine eleven. So my mom showed up early before cell phones, uh, before pagers even. I don't think my brother had a pager yet. But uh, we showed up early to pick him up. And my mom took me and my sister, or excuse me, my sister and me, my sister and I. Anyway, uh, she, my mother took us up to this the door and asked the security guard, hey, do you mind? Can we like, just peek in? And he's like, yeah, there's only like 10 minutes left in the show. I don't care. Go ahead and go in. I'm six years old, bro. So we go in, and it was like this intermission, and uh, he, Rob Zombie, had made this video, like production, just like he now does, like House of a Thousand Corpses. So I remember walking in, completely dark, and he had these giant screens on the stage, and it was his own like movie about like fucking death and murder and all this, and it was about like a circus. And so we go in, and the guy was like, hey, there's some seats up here. Go ahead. So my mom took us up to like the nosebleeds, and we sat down. I'm six years old, dude. This fucking show, man, it started like this carnival, and then it was like these clowns, and then I'll never forget the name of the song. In fact, I wish we could play out music, so it would be a great song to end on, but it's called Grease Paint Monkey Brains, and it starts out like a carnival music, the doom, dun, dun, doom, and then it like drowns out, and it becomes the heaviest song, and I'm like screaming, dude. I'm a freaking kid. My mom's like, isn't this amazing? And I'm like, the movie and the this clowns and all this. Terrifying. Like, ah, get me out of here. So I take pride in saying that my first concert, I was six years old and saw White Zombie. <laughs> Astro Creep 2000 was the, the CD that was big at the time. Anyway, so now we know each other's first show. But it's cool to think, like, have you seen some amazing people in concert? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen some others. Um, I regret. I was going to take Bailey last year to Philly and see Elton John, and we didn't do it. And that was his farewell tour. I went, mm-hmm. well, he's going to have another one, right? But what if he doesn't? And I just missed the chance to see Elton John. All right. You ready for some trivia? Emotionally or physically? Doesn't matter. I got to take a pay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll do a couple uh, Super Bowl ones and then the geography Shoot. one. I'm not good at Super Bowl. Let's hear it. All right. So there are, uh, you know, as you know, many cities have hosted the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Two cities have hosted it 10 times or more. 10 times or more? What two cities are those? Holy shit, dude. Ten times? I don't even know. L.A.? No. L.A. is third with eight. That's it. 
Okay. I mean, shit, Tampa's had it, what, three times, I think? Yeah. They've definitely had it at least once. Twice. At least twice? Three times, actually. Three times. Anyway, um, see, we're getting off track now. Um, Two with ten? I have no idea. Green Bay? No. No. I'm thinking of just Green Bay in general, but not hosting it. Which they haven't been ten times. No. Uh, I have no idea. So, number one with 11 is Miami. <laughs> and then yeah. number, number two with 10 is New Orleans. New Orleans, really? Yeah. I did not realize the Super Bowl was in New Orleans that much. Miami, I was kind of like, oh, damn it. It's been a long time since New Orleans has had it, I think. Um, I think Miami's had it more recently, but like I, a lot, I, I think a lot of a lot of those were very early on in the Super Bowl. I was gonna say this is before Katrina. I don't think they've had one since. I think no, they have. I think 2013, 2012, something like that. Yeah, I think. Holy shit! Well, look at that. You learned something new. Yeah. All right, another one. We'll go. Who'd you got here? Look at that. Whoa! <laughs> Going for a ride. Take it off any sweet jumps. Um. All right. If you were to rank all fifty states. From their highest point of elevation, so number the number one state being the state that has the highest elevation, like single point of elevation, and fifty being the state that has the lowest point of elevation. What are the last three states? So 48, 49, 50. It doesn't have, the, to, be, that doesn't have to be in order. What are the lowest three? For the lowest point, like point. lowest point. So like Delaware. <laughs> That's one of them. Yeah. Uh, the tallest one. point here is 450 feet. I literally think it's the garbage round. Um, Louisiana? That's another one. Yeah. That's the one I missed. I got the other one right. Really? Uh-huh. All right. I missed Louisiana. I wasn't thinking of it. Is that the lowest level one? No. Actually, Louisiana is 48. Delaware is 49. Hell yeah, dude. And the number 50 for the lowest. I just want to say Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's Florida. Because we have nothing. Look at that. We're the last at something. (laughs) Education and elevation. (laughs) Get some. Get some. All right. Last one. So um, well, 50%, bro. Now, this was just a general NFL question. Shit. Who is, who has the second most career re- receiving yards past 40 years old? Joe Montana. No. <laughs> that, receiving yards. That was a joke. Oh, okay. Referencing Waterboy. Oh. I said Joe Montana. I thought, but I, I thought you. Were, I I understood the <laughs> reference, but I thought you were actually like. I don't think you did. Uh, receiving yards past forty. What? Who played past forty? Receiving Ocho Cinco. No. I'll I'll give you number one, Jerry Rice. Damn. And also, side note, I played on the practice field of the uh, Mud Dogs. I played. I, I actually played a game on the on their practice field from the movie. Good. Deland, yeah, prepared him for the Bourbon Bowl. <laughs> what? No, Deland, Florida. No, I like I played on the field, not like because that movie was well before I was even in like in school. 
bam, uh, we're not looking for the land. We're looking for the water. Yeah. Um, so anyway, first Jerry Rice. That's a uh, reference to you, Alex. Uh, so Jerry Rice receiving, and then number two, um, I want not Megatron. He got out pretty early. He was like early thirties, wasn't he? Rip. AJ Green. No. He, he just retired. Early. Yeah, he just, just retired. retired. Yeah, last season, right? I actually just saw that highlight of his last touchdown ever. It's pretty sick. I'll give you one last hint. Oh my god! Recently retired. Forty though. Why am I drawing a blank on old receivers? Just retired. Who do you play for? Um, he spent most of his time playing for the Patriots. Most of his time playing for the Patriots. See, it was yeah. kind of fucking yeah, terrible. One other team afterwards. Wasn't Gronk? No. Yeah, I was gonna say because he's only played for the two teams. Edelman? No, because no. he's he not. Play for, he didn't play for Tampa. Yeah. Played for Tampa. Yeah, he played for Tampa. Who? I never said he was a receiver. I said he had the second most receiving yards. Tom Brady. Oh my God! Receiving yards <laughs> was seven. You know, <laughs> really. I said no. I said nothing about him being 40. a wide receiver. Yeah, look at that. A trick question there. No, I got. I got it right. Did you? Good for yeah, you. I knew that one. Because you got to think, not a lot of people made it to forty in the NFL. No, right? There's like so, what ten? Yeah, Favre, Manning, Rice, uh, Brady. Brady. I, mean, I can't think of too many. Uh, Rogers is like thirty nine right now. I can't think of yeah very many. How dare you cough? <laughs> She's like, sorry. Silence. Um, yeah, let's see. Big Ben was like 37, I think. He didn't make it I can't think of anybody else on top of my head. That was no, what, what, five people made it past 40? But yeah, that's a trick question. But yeah, we got Tom Brady. That's my trick question. Okay, do you know how many yards he had then? Not exactly, no. Receiving, because he also had rushing yards of like probably 14. I've had more receiving yards than rushing yards. <laughs> you see how garbage he looked when he was doing all the like Pro Bowl stuff and like the Pro Bowl weekend stuff and Back in like '99 or whatever it was, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. Either it was like Manning, you know, they showed some of his highlights recently. It doesn't like, matter; they were so they're it's so intelligent. They were so good at that time too for that time, but now the game has evolved, and now look how freaking crazy good. How upsetting is this that the Broncos are marrying? They are so committed; they're marrying. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton now. They're putting all their eggs in that basket. And it's like, do you really think for a half a billion dollars that you're going to get to a Super Bowl with those two? Not with Russell Wilson. I'll bet you a dollar. I'll bet you a dollar. I'll bet you a dollar. I'm I'm agreeing with you. No, you're not. (laughs) You love love Sean Payton. (laughs) I think he's a great coach. I, I think Sean Payton's a very good coach. Yeah. Then it's a null and void because, yeah, there's no way, dude, they're winning a Super Bowl. So what's your plan there? What's your plan? Like, why? I mean, they're hoping that uh, Sean Payton can bring that kind of no-nonsense no and, like, hard-nosed coaching attitude in there and fix Russell – or not, not fix, but be able to set Utilize. Russell straight. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he's already said – 
that that Russell Wilson's team three not allowed in the building. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we're not doing any of that shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm the coach. Like, I'm the coach. You're the player. Yeah. Man, that it got to. I love Russell Wilson. I was such a fan of his, and then it went to his head. It went to his head way too fast. Like, I mean, he married Sierra. He started flying his own helicopters of practice and stuff. And it's like, bro, he has his own office in the Broncos building. Like, your office is your fucking locker. Yeah, and not only that, but now you have your own trending thing where you, you get to have people try to vote and pick on your suit you wear to the walk-in and stuff. It's like, obviously, your head's not in the game. I don't have an issue with that. That's fun. That's that's fan engagement. That's fine. <laughs> to a point. To a point. Sure. Oh, that's, that's a fun thing, though. That, that's that, I don't mind that as much as because, like, that's just, like I said, getting the fans in, into it and... The reason why I have a problem with it is he used to go to the children's hospital in uh, Seattle every Monday morning after playing on Sunday. Every fucking Monday, he was at the children's hospital. Even for, the, I don't want to say it's like altruistic in every nat- every bit of it because you'd always take pictures of it, whatever, right? But it's like, dude, you got away from who you were. And for that, like your head's not in the game. You're not going to win another Super Bowl. I mean, it was huge news. It took to week, what, six or seven for him to have more touchdowns than bathrooms in his house. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was, it was, <laughs> like, it was like, it was being tracked. It was wild. It was insane. Like, it was news that he finally had more touchdowns than bathrooms in his house. Which, holy shit, that's a lot of bathrooms. But it was like eight or nine bathrooms. I don't know. All right. Which, we'll call it- I would love to use one of those right now, by the way. Derek's got to go. He uh, got to go pee pee, you know, and uh, you know maybe a little bit of. I set you up for it. Yeah, you did. What is it? Uh, I, oh, I didn't. Ah, oh, fuck. Well, to be continued. Ah, oh, what the hell? It's being weird. I don't know. Uh, see, now's mm. the time you also need the womp, 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 womp. Yeah, right? <laughs> what the hell? There you go. Hey, that's what you do. You let me make my best womp, womp noise, and you, uh. I don't know. It's, it's probably playing, like, actually on there and just being stupid, and we just can't hear it. All right, well, new record for longest episode. Try and do another one uh, here coming up this week. There was a couple, you know, lulls in it when we were watching people get kicked in the nuts and strangled. But for the most part, good conversation, good times, good people, fun sound bites. Uh, let's not wait six more weeks. This week, we'll do another one this coming week. On that hopefully, note, hopefully early in the week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll text you. Yeah, we'll come up with a date. Okay. But on that note, see you. Out.